Welcome to an all-new episode of GVN slash Pete's Basement collab show called Figure It Out. This is a podcast where we will be enjoying uh, collections of figures and breaking down numerous topics. Uh, This week, we will be having a DC week in favor of the Snyder Cut uh, trailer that was just released. We're going to be talking our favorite DC figures, uh, where the DCEU went wrong, uh, where we see it going, some of the things we like, we didn't like. We're going to fix the DCEU tonight. Uh, and we're going to show cool. off some really cool figures, guys. Uh, so first up, let me introduce Pete. What's going on, Pete? What's up, buddy? Happy to be here. Salud, Absolutely. everybody. Absolutely. And next up, JD, what's going on, man? What's up, fellas? How we doing? What's up, Streamland? What's going on, everybody? <laughs> All right. So let's start off with, I want to do figure talk. Uh, we okay. just, we just had that uh, pre-production figure talk um so this is where i'm gonna get super uh sad here so you guys brought out your amazing figures right Mm -hmm. i was planning on showcasing i spent a shit ton of money on the san diego comic-con exclusive arkham knight batmobile right that you can fit the 3.75 figure into nice nice my mom has it and i think she sold i think she gave it away oh no yeah. That was the oh, big yeah. one, right? Yes, it was the big oh. one. Yeah. I paid so I'm gonna much I'm gonna hang up now. <laughs> right, right. Um oh. so I'll just talk about some of my favorite DC figures. I'm gonna pull one out the loss there, but I'm gonna pour it down my face. Right, right. Oh. Um, so oh. I'm gonna talk about some of my favorite figures and then let you guys showcase yours. So that Batmobile was my prized possession. I'm I'm oh, probably wow. gonna start crying now. Oh, um wow. but I love that Batmobile. And then my other favorite DC figures were the 3.75 Injustice figures. Um, and the reason I love oh, those okay. were they paid great attention to detail. Uh, some of them came with weapons. Um, I know the Batman came with Joker. Cyborg came with Harley Quinn. Nightwing with Superman. Very weird. <laughs> Wonder Woman with um, uh, Zolomon, uh, Grundy with Grundy. Um, Those figures were great. And I love the uh, Oliver Queen Slade Wilson pack. Um, That bow and arrow that they had for Oliver was really good. I thought it would be flimsy break. It was very well uh, assembled. So I love they had the uh, the lantern figures had that really nice sheen that shine, you know, so uh, blue lantern, um, the red lantern. What's his name? Atrocious. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Yeah, they had a really nice shine coming off of them. Yep. I didn't get I so those... I just looked them up now. I don't know how I missed this. <laughs> but it's like, what happened? Um, no, but those figures are great. Now, JD, the one you're talking about, those were San Diego Comic Con exclusives. Really? Yeah. So there was a John Stewart one that came with, I think, him and Guy Gardner, if I'm not mistaken. Or maybe it was it was it was something like that because I know the Hal Jordan one you could you could have buy, uh, bought anywhere. It came with okay. the, the Blue Lantern. Um, so uh, John Stewart was exclusive. The Atrocitus was exclusive. Um, there were like a few more that were exclusive. Um, those were so hard to get. Like if you know, JD, you said this last time we were on. Amazon will rip you off, and unfortunately, yeah. that was the only place to get it. Um, if you weren't going on eBay, and they were charging an arm and a leg. For those exclusive yeah. figures, so I miss. Now, out I look at this figures. now, like, and what you were saying before we 
started filming uh, with Jay's figure, which I'm sure he'll show off again, the <laughs> scale on Wonder Woman compared to Solomon Grundy. Yep. There's a picture right here on Google of her like reaching up to slug him in the face. Yeah. And Solomon production is one of my yeah. favorite unsung villains. Right. So I, I appreciate the larger figure there. And what I loved about that figure, uh, Pete, is you see the knife that he's holding? Uh, let me take a look. There's a knife that he's holding and knives in his back. They're removable. Oh, oh, yeah, oh wow. Yeah, That's they're cool. removable. Nice. Yeah, they're removable. So you can take them out and then put the knives back in them. Like, that was just super dope. The only issue, if I had to point out just one bad thing about those figures... They made them very frail in the sense of, like, you move Batman's legs a little too much, snap off. Mm. Um, So, you know, it's a reason why they put it out for a limited time and then you just never heard anything else about it. Um, I do wish that they would make Mortal Kombat figures like that. I would, God, I would blow a check on that. Aren't Uh, there um, 370, 118th scale uh, Mortal Kombat figures? I don't know. Please let me know if there are. Yeah, I, I think I there were. I don't think it was Jazzware, but I, I know. Um, I remember seeing some action figure photography with uh, Scorpion and some of the you know mini Marvel 118 scales. Oh well, I'm googling that because if if you can give me a box set, um, kind of like how that's shaped for the Injustice figures, give me a box set of uh, I was gonna say Sabretooth. Wow. Sub-Zero and Scorpion with a whole bunch of accessories and maybe removable heads. You guys would have to call me because I'd be in I'd be in a dark basement somewhere just for days <laughs> <laughs> enjoying that. Um, but um, <laughs> I feel personally attacked. <laughs> That's why I held my tongue on that one. <laughs> He's like, whoa, 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 hold on a second, hold on a second. You make that sound uh, like a bad thing. I don't know. <laughs> You're right. You know what? I should be prouder of that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but all right, I'm going to pass it on. Th- those are my figures to highlight. I wish I had them still, but uh, those are my figures to highlight. Pete, I'm going to go to you next, man. Uh, wh- what are you highlighting for some DC figures this week? So I, I just got my shipment from Entertainment Earth the other day. I, I know me... I have like that addictive personality that if I get too many of a figure line, I have to get all of them. So I made sure like, let me not do this. Let me just stick to the one. And I picked up the Batman, the Arkham, uh, the Arkham Knight figure. And I mean, that's, that's a solid Batman figure. I like the way they do the armor and everything. I like the, the grunt on his face. And mostly I like my Batman with a tall set of ears. I don't, yes. I don't like Affleck's little ears thing. Yes. And if I can run behind me for a second, the first Arkham figure that they came out with a little dust on him, but he's a little blue. And mm-hmm. this one, that was like the first uh, Arkham Asylum figure that they came out with that I absolutely had to pick up. This one's got like the armor on and that's just like regular Batman. I never played the game. I tried to play the game. That was when I really realized I suck at video games because I couldn't get past the tutorial and Mr. Zaz kept killing the security guard. And I'm like, I'm going to just put this shit down and stick with like Zelda. But <laughs> I've seen pictures and I, you know, like I see his oh, costume and armor upgrading as he goes. So those, those are definitely like two of my favorite of favorite Batman figures ever. I'd like to get the Batman who laughs, but then I, I'm towing that line of, well, then I'm going to get all of them and you know, yeah, I'm, a, I'm already facing that problem with the G.I. Joe classics, so I don't, I don't want to go down that road. 
But see, this is, this is why I love you, Pete, because I just went through that with the Mandalorian. Remember how I told you guys I got Mando that came with, with Grogu? Mm-hmm. I was sitting there and like, you know how like when you buy something from like Amazon and like suggest things similar to it, it was like, oh, you bought that? Like, would you like Cara Dune? Would you like um, Moff Gideon? Would you like? And I was just like, yes, yes. <laughs> Did you yes. get your Cara Dune? I got Cara Dune. I got Mando. I got um, the Armorer. I got um, oh, nice. uh, Moff Gideon. Yo, that Cara oh, Dune's man. like two bills now on eBay. Really? That's why. No, I, wait, wait. The one eighteenth, the one that I showed a few weeks not ago. The six inch one. Oh, oh okay, no, okay. I got the one the that you got, series. JD. I got the one that. Oh, you, okay. wait, JD, the one that you got was the was the the one eighteenth uh, scale. No, but was the packaging like holographic? Almost, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Then yeah. I got the same. Yeah, thing. really, really shiny. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what that one's doing, but I've seen, I saw the six inch scale, uh, the black series and I'm like, wow, I really wish I would have bought like 20 of these. <laughs> yeah. I passed on those point, when I saw them. Yeah. At this point, now that she got let go from Disney, those figures are only going to shoot through the roof. So I was For really a while. Like, and yeah. then, then the hype will die down and people yeah. will move on to the next shiny red ball that the internet tells them is interesting. Yeah. For sure. I agree. For sure. Um, but speaking of your Arkham figures, definitely, and I'm not telling you to go look now, <laughs> but keep an eye out. They had an Arkham series line um, that came in like a four or five pack. It's like Batman, Nightwing, I think Harley and Joker, or like Harley and um, Mr. Freeze. And it's kind of like the first one that you showed. Mm-hmm. Um, and they look great. Like really, really, really good. The only reason I didn't get it is I don't have anywhere really cool in my room to kind of show them all. <laughs> so uh, it would just sit in the box. And I that's why he's still in the box. I, I'm still <laughs> renovating the basement. So uh, once I get some room down here, him and all of the other figures that I copped recently will be up. But he's I, lying. I he's got tons of room. He's got tons of room down there. Look at that. Look at that. Look at that beautiful setup there. Look at that. Oh, yeah, yeah. This is my original superpowers Batmobile. <laughs> it you has brought it up. You brought it up. On it. <laughs> This was this wow. hit many a stuccoed wall in my grandma's house, but that is my original. The but that don't work no more. But the battering ram still works. Wow! I would have wore that Batmobile out if I, I love this with all my heart, man. And I've had friends that bring their kids over, and I don't mind. You had to okay. throw down the challenge flag. Oh, there, it just popped out. I, I love that. And they're playing with it on the floor, and I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, I know that's what it's there for, but still, yeah, but Careful. still, like, kids tend to break things, and you know, I broke it enough. Yeah, I'm like, I'll snap. Don't do that. <laughs> Be careful. Break it. That's what it's made for. That's what it's made for. Um, to me, I don't mind if you break a toy that I can just go on the internet and just get another one. But those right. are limited ones. That's like. I'm gonna have to pay yeah. an arm and a leg to get that back. Like <laughs> those yeah. are the ones you're like, no, 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 don't touch that one. Like <laughs> go somewhere else. Um, I love the Batman figures. That Batmobile you just closed out with Pete. Chef's kid. The nostalgia. I love That's it. my I favorite back. Batmobile of all time. I love it. Uh JD, oh, yeah, thank you. You definitely brought the thunder with the oh, all right. showing off today. Go ahead, show Well, I I wanna I wanna capitalize on on uh on Pete stuff because yeah. the superpowers line, that was my line. That is one of my favorite lines ever. Um, forget, I forget about DC. I mean, uh, hands down everything like 
G.I. Joe, Transformers, Superpowers over the Secret Wars figures. Those, you know, then we go Silver Hawks. I wasn't really much of a Thundercats guy, but that those superpowers, oh man. So, you know, with Pete, I got my I got my Batmobile tucked away. So the nieces and nephews, you know, but uh I got my my beat-ups that they play <laughs> with, right? They gotta play with it. <laughs> I recently acquired my crown jewel in the superpowers line because I'm never gonna get that cyborg. That cyborg, that's a couple hundred bucks. But this mail-away Clark Kent, that's my that's my bad boy, right? Um the DC legends. What was it? The uh, the ones that Mattel did that they went side by side with DC um, uh, uh, with Marvel Legends. Yeah. I like that line, but I never got into it. I mean, they they explored a whole bunch of figures. But for me, when it comes to DC, my jam is uh, their icons line. Right. That that Superman here. I want to say it was like Michael Turner inspired uh, because that face is on the money. From that series that that Michael Turner did, right? And I think this is uh, there's that DC icon Superman is the best Superman out there. And That's then on point. Oh my God! And then since we're gonna be talking about you know the uh, the uh, what you will call it oh, oh, oh. Uh, trailer. I mean, look at the detail on this Dark Side head, man. Yeah. Look at that. I mean, cracks galore. I, it did. It does Jack Kirby. I mean, beautiful justice. Um, the size of that guy. I mean, this Massive. this monster. He's he's. We're looking at about a solid twelve inches out of this. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Um, if but I could measure him up with Galactus, did he just come like that, or was he like a builder figure or something? No, he came just like that. He came packed with uh, Grail, who was one of the the uh, Apocalypse Furies. Mm. I don't know why they didn't give us many more. Um, she was a new character, so to put her in that line. That was a, a quick um, a quick thought when you had so many other female theories that they could have done. You know, um, show? I was just you know what I'm say, saying? Granny. Yeah. Especially since like we got a hit. Something. Yeah. But the, the icons line went down quickly. You know, I think there was maybe five or six waves. Um, they explored secondary figures like Blue Beetle, Mr. Miracle, um, Dr. Wait, Fate. Which, which Blue Beetle? Jaime or? Yeah, Jaime. Oh. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so he came with, you know, different hand accessories. Um, they did Nightwing. They did Cyborg, uh, Black Adam, Shazam. But they did the new Shazam with the, the filling inside the lightning, not the, not the classic style, not the C.C. Beck Shazam. Um, so for me, that DC Icons line is the best DC line out there, even though my jam is, is definitely 118 scale. Uh, but, I mean, these guys stand on the computer you know, regularly. I look, the, I look at them at a, at a daily basis. I love that. And, and what's crazy is to me, the only figure that Marvel has that's even, that's anywhere close to, to that dark side oh. is their gigantic uh, box set of Galactus that comes with Silver Surfer. Uh, okay, and, and the 118th? Yeah, yeah, that's the only thing that comes even remotely close. Marvel doesn't have anything that's that beautiful. Like yeah. that is just poof. You know, I, I didn't pick that up because I'm not a fan of uh, battery voice activated light up stuff. That's I'm just not you. me. Yeah, you that's know? why I hesitated. Yeah, but the uh, the Marvel Legends one fits perfectly in scale with the 118th uh, Marvel stuff that came out later. 
Yeah. I don't know why. Maybe you guys can, can speak to this. I don't know why Marvel and DC don't do more figures based off their movies. I know Marvel has done it more recently than DC. Um, I would love for them to bring that back. The 3.75 figures, like do a little box set. Like if the movie is um, the Batman, give me, uh, you know, a, a Bruce Wayne, a Batman, a Batwoman, <laughs> and a Riddler, you know? Give me that box set. I don't know why they have no interest in, in really doing that anymore. It's not like we won't buy them, mm-hmm. you know? So, but they, they just don't do it anymore. Um, because back- toys are sold for kids, right? And with, with that size, you can't really put in action features. You can't really put in projectile stuff. And those elements are really what dedicate uh, that being um, determined, excuse me, what determined that being a, a, a kid's line, right? So if you're going to go for a movie, you need those elements in there. Um, you can't really put that into 118 scale stuff. What I don't like about that, and I'm going to go right to you, Pete. What I don't like about that is, though, <clears throat> especially if you're Warner Brothers, we've shown you as a fan base, kids are not your, your, your target audience. When Young Justice went off the air, who got Young Justice back? We did. Mm-hmm. Not children. Children were like, Teen Titans go? I'm happy. Like, they didn't care. Like, they don't really care about toys. So all the toys you make are for us. It's not for children, you know? So to me, it's like, make these figures. We will buy them. We will, I promise you. Like, you give me an exclusive 3.75 Bruce Wayne for the, the Batman movie that's coming out. Bruce Wayne um, with Batman and maybe like Catwoman and, and Riddler or whatever. Jawan's buying that. I might even buy two of them. <laughs> case something happens like i got reserves you know like i would buy it so i don't know i know marvel did it more recently with uh, around infinity war they had a two-pack so like it was a civil war two-pack of cap and iron uh and iron man fury and natasha um falcon and uh hawkeye and then you had a star lord and um yondu so, like, they did it recently, but, like, it seems like both companies are just like, nah, nah, we don't really care. I'm like, that picture if they did figures for Endgame, that would have been so dope. That would have been really dope. So, I don't know. I hate them, though. But, all right, um, <laughs> we can move on. Oh, Pete, I'm sorry. Did you want to add anything else about the figures? Pretty much ha- hammered it home, man. I was just going to say, like, you know, the collector's market is us, and – you know, if they did make figures for those movies, any movies, they're going to show up on websites more so than they're going to show up in like Target or Walmart. Or and if they do, it's going to be just that one, you know, peg warmer guy that nobody gives a rat's ass about, whomever it might be, you know, Hawkeye, probably or Hawkeye. <laughs> but like, you know, like with, with, with the discussion we had last week or two weeks ago, whatever, we're, all, we're trying to find like the G.I. Joes and stuff. They're just, they're not there. And there's always, you know, the planogram, whatever it might've been, we're just not seeing it. And you got to go online. I know Jay and I were talking over the week. Uh, we got a new Walgreens in my neighborhood. And I was like, all right, let me go check this out. See if I find that Zartan. I have a Zartan whenever the hell it gets here from Entertainment Earth on its way. But I know Jay likes to go on the hunt, and I'm just imagining. I had to do the hunt, baby. Like a torch and a pitchfork or something. Blasting into Walmart, sounding the horn, like, uh, just running down the toy aisle and some shit. But, you know, I I went in there and I'm like, wow, it's a big store and it's small on the inside. It's like the opposite of the friggin' TARDIS, man. It's like, wow, it's way smaller in here. And there's like one Transformer in the toy aisle. I'm like, assed out again. 
I do I do got to give JD a whole lot of props. The car Dune that I bought, I got from Walmart. I went on on Walmart's website, got it for dirt cheap. Nice. Uh, way cheaper than what Amazon was selling it for. Mm-hmm. Um, and they shipped it in within like a day, within like nice. a day or two. So I was just like, oh, JD was such a lifesaver because I was going <laughs> to spend that unnecessary money on Amazon. And I was just like, oh, I have no interest in doing this. But um, I did reach out to Hasbro to see if we could do some unboxings for them. Um, specifically, and I did this selfishly, not even to, to even help us out as like a podcast. I did it because um, Mando's ship, uh, you know, it was like a, um, you know, people donating for, for it. It was crowdfunded. Yeah, crowdfunded. Right, yes. So I, I messaged him and I was just like, I don't care what the price is. Like, how can I get in? And she's like, oh, you can't. And I was just like, if we did unboxings, they would definitely send us one. <laughs> so I'm like, can we do unboxings? And she's like, oh, we'll, we'll let you know, whatever. We'll be in touch. I'm like, okay, I need that. I, I don't know if you, wait, let me see if I can find this. I don't know if you guys saw like the, uh, the specs for it. Yeah. But man, was this thing beautiful. They had every ounce of detail for this damn thing. I really hope I can it up. It was for the six inch one or for the three and seven five? Three point seven five. Hold on, I'm bringing it up now so we can go through it. Cause this sucker was a beautiful. All right, let me share a screen. All right, so wait, shit. Ooh. <clears throat> so look at this. Look at this. Look at the detail. The back opens, right? And then you go to the next one. That's what inside of it, because you have to build it. So it's okay. not already built. So you got to kind of build it a little bit. So it looks a little like that. Inside, look at the detail inside. Is that a, is that a urinal? No, no, it looks like, a, no, it might be. Yeah, it might be. <laughs> it might be. Uh, I was about to say uh, no, but I'm like, I don't definitively know that it's not. It go- looks like it sucks and blows. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, this is obviously where you put Mando. You can put Grogu right there. Yeah. Um, them showing them right That's there. Oh, and it comes with these figures. It comes with these two yeah. figures. Real um, cloth cape. Yeah. Let me tell you, JD, the one that I just bought, I was expecting a cloth cape. It's not a cloth cape. I don't yeah. know why they don't do cloth capes more. Yeah. It's so infuriating. Uh, yeah, I picked up the, uh, I picked up the Zorro from Boss Fight Studios. Uh-huh. So you had the, the single card Zorro came with the molded cape, but then the Zorro that came with the horse had a nice cloth cape to it. Oh, beautiful. Cloth capes work all the time, man. All the time. Every, yeah. And this is what I love the most. Oh, this look is, at that. This Ooh. is what I almost said. All right, hold on. How much can I blow <laughs> to, to, yeah. to get this? Like, this is beautiful. His wow. weapon spot. I need this. I need this so bad, guys. So How much was this to crowdfund? I think it was four fifty. Um, yeah. Oh no 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 no. Their target uh, was six thousand. No, but no, I each, mean, yeah, each unit. Uh, I meant like, how much did you have to throw in? Yeah. Oh oh oh. Hold on. Um, Either four fifty or three fifty. I think. Four fifty. I think it was. Yeah, it doesn't say, but I think it was four fifty. And um, I remember when they did that uh, Unicron for, I think it's um, Earthrise or Siege. 
yeah. something like that. And the, that Unicron is like amazing. This, you know? Massive. Yeah. yeah. Um, I love that Java cell barge that they did. Oh, but he's got that. Fun. Oh, if I could ever get my hands on that one. Like the size of the table I'm sitting at, man. It's huge. Oh, it's longer than the USS aircraft, uh, the USS flag for GI Joe. No, is it? Yeah. Holy That's shit. That's massive. Yeah. <laughs> that it talk about massive. That is for sure massive. Yeah. Um, excuse me, but yeah, so they need to make more movie figures. They they definitely do. <laughs> Work that into rotation. And mm-hmm. I'm biasly saying that for the Snake Eyes movie. Give me those figures. <laughs> I need them. Um, especially They're in, coming. I mean, my biggest fear is I'm really nervous that the movie comes out this year and we haven't even at least seen what he looks like in costume. Um, I don't like when they hide stuff. It makes me think you're you're doing work to clean it up. Um, I just like, to me, it's like the easiest of costumes to pull off. Like, there's no bad... No, there is. No, there is. There is. There is a bad way to do it. <laughs> Go ahead, JD. <laughs> no, that, that Snake Eyes Blue Mountain Climbing costume was garbage. I think that's the... Did you you like no Pete? You like the one with the two big, the two big uh, Rambo knives. I like knife that on. one because right. that's that was my first one. It took me a okay. long time before I found the one with the visor. So that yeah. I have an affinity for the. Uh, I just went like the later figures. They made the mold where those swords are actually removable. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I enjoyed the, I enjoyed the the suit from uh, Retaliation. I just wish the visor was gray. <clears throat> the whole suit's black. You know, yeah, I, right. I do get it. He's supposed to like be in the shadows or whatever, but it's like make that at least make something of color on that <laughs> on that all black suit. Like, come on. And I'm like, you want color here? Bright ass blue, neon. <laughs> Where are you ninjing in that outfit? <laughs> well, they, um, it's funny they didn't do that in the. No, they did, right? They gave him purple highlights in the Ninja Force, I think. Oh God, we're gonna go into nin- we can't talk about it. <laughs> That's a show in and of itself. <laughs> yeah, we, we can avoid that for sure. Um, Asbro will hear you, and they're like, "They want purple. They want the purple back." <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um. So, JD, you said they're coming. The figures are coming. You think we'll get some three point seven five? We have to. We have to. Um, you know, I mean, it it's done. To they did the movie to sell the figures. You know, one yeah. hand washes the other. That's that's. That's mass media. Um, they're holding it back, like I said last time, because they learned their lesson with the last G.I. Joe movie, the one that The Rock was in. The mm-hmm. figures came out, you know, uh, um, on schedule, but the movie was delayed a year, pushed back. I didn't know why it was pushed back. And by the time the movie came out, those figures were pretty much on clearance. Mm-hmm. So they, they lost a ton on that. Um, they're holding off. They're holding off. So not only are they going to make the because I know Hasbro's like balls deep with the classified line. And they're, they're right. now that they see the popularity of it, they're going all in. But they're also going to make the smaller ones to, to match the retro line? Don't know, dude. Um, I know right now uh, Wave 4 of the 118th scale retro line was mentioned. There's a website called surveillanceport.com. Um Cool dude that runs it. Uh, he used to be a Bronx dude who lives in Florida, Eric. And he has the SKUs, not the SKU numbers, but the SKU names. Like, you remember when um, when the classifieds were coming out? Like, um, not Gung Ho, but, but like Beachhead was named Dragonfly. 
there were different names. It wasn't the exact right. figure name. So on that website, he was reporting what those fake phony names are for wave four of the of the retro line. I know wave three is hitting the shelves now. Wave three has Cobra Commander, Duke, and somebody else in it. I'm not sure who. I think it's Gung Ho, right? On the retro? Oh, on the retro. I'm sorry. No. Yeah, no, on the retro. On the on the 118th. Mm. Correct yeah. me if I'm wrong, JD. We haven't had 3.75 from G.I. Joe since retaliation. Uh, incorrect, dude. Uh, on retail shelves, correct. Okay. But there was the G.I. Joe Collectors Club that they kept going. And, dude, the figures that they did were amazing. So they did it in 25th anniversary style. Um, the Air Patrol figures, right? That they were G.I. Joe's with a, a parachute gimmick. So they did that, but they expanded it and they added the ones that came with the, with the glider at the same time. So that was a set that came out. Um, they did the Battle Force 2000 set. They did a Ninja Force set. So those, those uh, you know, uh, fluorescent colors were toned down, but they did that. Um, this line also did, which is, I think, one of the coolest figures ever. When G.I. Joe first phased out in the 90s, they converted to Sergeant Savage. And they were five inch or four and a half inch figures. So the villain for that line was named Iron Claw or something like that. And he wore almost like a, a skull mask and a purple beret and had a claw hand. The figure, the collector's club made that figure in uh, 118th scale. That's cool. That is awesome. They redid the, uh, which I have, had I known I would have pulled it out. Um, the Ninja Force Zartan with the, with the pink mohawk, with the orange mohawk. But they did them on a big motorcycle. That was a hundred dollar figure. Um, yeah, the collector's yeah. Club was not cheap. They were like thirty bucks to start, give or take. But and they were money in the bank, bro. The secondary market's ridiculous for those figures. Like, dude, three or four hundred bucks. Big yeah. Lob. They did Big Lob from the movie in in twenty fifth anniversary scale. Yeah. Amazing. That's Amazing. his first figure because they never made him before that. No, no, they did one. With the O-ring style, mm. um, but really? it was Collector's Club. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's two there's two uh, big lobs. One O-ring style, but that 25th anniversary uh, big lob, wow. Wow, 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 wow. You know what figure I always wanted from there that I never got a hold of? And I don't think it was a, I don't think it was a Collector's Club. I think it was maybe a Joe Con exclusive or something. Was Cobra Commander in the suit at the podium? Like at, at the oh, presidential podium? Yes. Yes, oh, yes, yes. One. The black suit. Oh, yes. Oh, man, dude, great stuff, you know? So G.I. Joe just kept going. It just wasn't available to everybody. Mm -hmm. Right, okay. You know? That, that, that's um, pretty much what I wanted to know. But because um, you know me and my 3.75, I need it. Yeah. So it's like if, yeah. they were, if they kept going, you got me. I'm in. Yeah. I'm in. I'm going to go check it out. Um, all right, so I'm going to bring in my boy, Joel. He's going to join us for us to go into uh, our D.C. topic. Okay. All right, adding him in now. All right, so we're going to get into kind of where we saw, where we think DC went, went wrong, right? And then we're going we're gonna to fix this, okay? So we obviously know this DC universe started with uh, Man of Steel, right? I thought Man of Steel was beautiful. I thought it was shot beautifully. I thought, I thought the story was great. Um, I think a lot of people... 
a lot of people are so used to what Superman was, mm-hmm. they weren't prepared for what Zach wanted him to be. So that's where I think a lot of hate came from. Um, but I thought the story was very, very, very beautiful. Um, it, it always chokes me up seeing his dad say, like, it's more important I die tragic. I hated that scene. So did you, I. Okay. So did okay. I. Okay. All right. So why, why did you, know you why? hate that scene? Because I thought it was poetic. Why did you hate it? I, I'm with you. I, I, I enjoyed Man of Steel. I thought everything about it was pretty damn good, all things considered. I would have liked the spit curl, I admit. But I do give you that. Costner note. I first of all, I just I have no disrespect to Kevin Costner. I like him as an actor, but every time he was on screen, his character was wrong. He told him literally, like, no, it's more important that you keep a secret than you save a busload of kids. <laughs> his dad would not have told him that. They he the reason that Clark had these these human values was because of his parents. So I think his dad would have been like, no, you're done, you're done good. You had to save them kids, even if the whole world knows who you are after that. And Superman literally could have been. There and back again, right. Hobbit's Tale by fucking Clark Kent. Get him, come back. He's under the, the, the overpass and the tornado goes past. But no, as far as like, no, let the tornado destroy me. Even though you can move beyond like practically light speed and come and get me. Yeah, but what, what I think Zach was trying to portray was the idea of, and we saw it play out towards the end of the movie where the government found out who Superman was Immediately, they're like, all right, we fear you. We don't like you. You're ours. We're going to do what we, what we think is right. We're going to lock you up. So his dad in that moment, I, I do get you. I do get you. The, the values that we've always known Clark for was his humanity. The idea of like, all right, people can know who I am. I'm not going to let these kids die. But what Zach was trying to say is as a parent, because this is coming from a, a parent's uh, point of view is, his dad thought it was more important he could enjoy life as a kid, enjoy life on his own terms. Because once you save him and the word gets out, a fire starts. Now they're going to say, hey, instead of you being a kid, go go save that fire. You know, right, so right. It's like it, it takes away your opportunity to just be who you want to be. Because at the end of the day, maybe he doesn't want to use his powers. Maybe he doesn't want to have to have to have that burden. So his dad was just trying to say, so you're old enough to make the decision for yourself. I think it's best if we shield you from what we know this world will do if they know what you are. So that's kind of where I took it. But I do get people in the frustration of like, well, I mean, damn, you could have like really quickly saved him. But in his dad's mind, it was kind of just like, is it worth the risk of my son losing his entire childhood to become this this symbol for for the world? And he thought it was- There's that stigma of does Jonathan Kent have to die? You know, he died in Superman 1 in Christopher Reeves. Right. I I didn't think he had to, but I do get the point that Zach was trying to convey. But I can see how I might have bothered, how I might have bothered someone like, I mean, you're fast enough that you maybe could have even done it so quick, no one would have even noticed, (laughs) you know, that you did it. Um, But JD, before I go to Joel, uh, what what were your thoughts on? on, uh, on I want to agree a lot with what Pete said, but first, uh, I like Man of Steel because we had a hairy chest superhero. Um, I'm, 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 being being of the hairy breed, um, I'm all for that. Um, to, to add on to what Pete was saying, for me, Superman's dad was his heart. And Superman's true, true strength is his heart. You know, um, it's not his muscles. So losing that kind of lost me in the story. I don't think heroes need to be born from trauma. You know, um, 
you you brought up how he died. The dad died in Superman one. The dad died in in, in Man of Steel. But when you look at the Lois and Clark series, when you look at the animated series, his father lived on, and his father yeah. uh, was a guide for him. His father has always been his north star. And being somebody who lost his dad very young, for me, having the father figure to guide him in in his life um, is is that draws me into uh, into a movie more than anything. So, you know, it's more of an opinion. Where did DC lose it? Right from the beginning, even before Man of Steel. Um, for me, DC, you know, they had all their chips, whereas Marvel had to go and and you know play. Uh, play games with other studios so they can get back their properties. You know, Warner Brothers had them from the beginning and they missed out on that opportunity. And they were playing catch up when they saw how other studios were using, you know, their lower IPs because they didn't have their top ones. And um, DC should have been taking advantage of that right from the beginning. I think the, um, the George Miller Justice League movie that we never got was a big, big loss to us. I think it would have changed the entire face of the DCEU. You, you, you look at the production photos of that. Um, yeah, we had Army Hammer, I know. Um, but you had, uh, you had uh, this kid from the OC was the Flash. You had Common as John Stewart. You had um, um, Hughes Byrne, who played Toe Cutter from Mad Max and, and, the main bad guy in Mad Max Fury Road, he was um, the Martian Manhunter. You had the woman who was trapped in the in the oil rig um, that she was the leader of the, the female Amazonians in Fury Road. She was originally going to be our, um, our Wonder Woman. You know, um, we missed out on a, on a great flick and it would have opened up and expanded the DCEU prior to what Marvel became because, dude, Marvel was a Marvel was a perfect fluke, man. Iron Man was pretty much, I mean, it was a loose script, but John Favreau and Robert Downey Jr. were pretty much ad libbing and recreating scenes the night before they shot them. They were gonna live or die by that movie. Yeah, Jeff Bridges was, was bad, going crazy with them because Jeff Bridges was somebody who needed to go by the script, go by the script, and it was changing for him daily. He was like going bananas on that set. You know, um, so there's a little bit of magic behind that story. And and DC just, they dropped the ball before they even had it, man. Uh, Joel, I'm going to go to you. I, I think where I'll slightly disagree with you, JD, is mm. um, I think where they went wrong was I'm never a fan of giving a director that much loyalty that you're kind of just like, all right, man, it was really good. Would you like the keys to the kingdom? Like, mm. No, you should have assessed if there was any other director out there that might have wanted to take on a Man of Steel 2 or uh, a BVS or a solo Batman movie. Because um, I think if you were able to give a different vision on the wider arc of DC, it just would have fundamentally been a little bit different because I think once Zach kind of put his, his paws on the universe, everything that came after felt like Zach's, you know, like it was Zach's baby. Like Zach was somewhere in the editing room, like it's not dark enough, <laughs> you know, like, so to me, it's one of those things where it's like, he, he did a great job with Man of Steel. 
DC should have said, whatever Superman movies you want to do, you got it. They shouldn't have said, how would you like to do Superman, but really a Batman movie? Because <laughs> Zack is the kind of guy, he will thrive in taking a character like Batman. It's just the mm-hmm. right amount of dark for Zack. So that seems I, like- I want to add to that, though. There, there, <laughs> there was a big power struggle um, in the upper echelons of, of Warner Brothers at that time. Right, you had Kevin Sugarhara with uh, the other head of the studio at that time vying for power. So, you know, giving him the keys, giving Zach the keys to the kingdom, so to say, that was, I don't want to say an afterthought, but that was one less thing that they had to think about at that moment while trying to maintain their top spot in the company. There was also yeah. Greg Berlanti who wanted everything from the TV show to connect to the movies and Snyder was just basically like, mm, no. Right. We well, saw I, I that that what. finally happened when Ezra Miller showed up in The Flash. Right. I'll tell you this right now. Well, we're getting that with John Cena's uh, HBO Max show based off of the, uh, right. the Suicide yeah. Squad and stuff. And it's about damn time. Yeah. I, I will say this. Whoever laughed Greg Berlanti out of that room <laughs> when he was suggesting that, I want them to see how he is easily today's greatest executive producer um greg berlanti has his name on things a lot of people don't even know like people love you greg berlanti is the executive producer for you um like his name is everywhere the guy is just a genius builder um and and, you know i I will attribute he had a lot of help guggenheim helped him uh kind of get the Arrowverse going uh we we know obviously um jeff johns helped a lot uh but I would have listened to Berlin. I, I would have been like, all right, let's try it. If it doesn't work, we'll scrap it. You know, we got a flash. So but, we but, run out of this if we need to. <laughs> didn't didn't Berlanti come out of um didn't Berlanti come out of the, the Abrams um yes. system? Yep. Mm. Yep. Yeah, Abrams is like Greg Popovich out there. Like <laughs> the people that come from Abrams are just gold. But uh yeah. Joel, um because yeah. I know me and you kind of see it a, a little bit the same way to where we kind of think it was a fundamental slip up uh, for why the DCEU kind of went the crazy way it went. But where do you think they kind of kind of went wrong? Or do you think they didn't go wrong? Excuse me. They just had the, mis- the misfortune of media meaning so much that no matter what they did with BVS – it seemed like the media was just not feeling the direction of it. That's a loaded question. Um, <laughs> um, I think that, I think the problem is Warner Brothers. Like Warner Brothers is very stuck in their, their ways, and, and there's a reason they've only done Batman and Superman movies for the longest time. Yeah. Uh, and you see it now. It was, if it wasn't for Marvel doing what they did, they wouldn't be going where they went. And you see it. They're just old fuddy-duddy people that just never evolved and they they have this giant ip as you saw with these there's so many dc characters but they always stuck to their guns for the longest time because there's just a lot of old heads over there that don't see things that way you know what i mean um marvel like you said was playing with like how they weren't playing well they, they were like they were, everything was like Everything relied on, on on Iron Man working for it to go forward. They're playing with C-list characters, and no one—not that no one gives a shit about Iron Man—but like he wasn't a big name until re- you know nowadays. Um, well, Superman and Batman is almost automatic million, millions of dollars, especially Batman. That's like money, money. And they didn't have access to Spider-Man and the X-Men, who were bigger like IP because Fox owned it or Sony owned it. So 
it's a whole different world. You're playing with less money. There's less money on the line. And you have one guy who actually has a love for this universe as compared to where in the DC side, it's like you have characters that they, these people know these characters, but do they know these characters? You know what I mean? Right. And so that's what kind of happened. And they fell into Man of Steel being, you know, it was more of a, like, critically, it was more of a 50 50 than anything. But um, I obviously, like the rest of you, I really enjoyed Man of Steel. And I thought it would have been a great starting point. And I think it, it still could have been. Uh, and BVS, maybe in, for some people, was great, but for other people, was complete opposite of great. Uh, and maybe to some extremes. People, some people were just like overly negative about it, but I, I thought it was a pretty decent adaptation. But um, I think the problem was that it, it was it did feel kind of rushed. Like they put too much into this one movie where you could have expanded and fleshed things out, and it would have been it would have felt a little better. But obviously they they wanted to compete right now, and they had the IP to do it, and then and then they, at the end they ended up wasting it, and we got Justice League theatrical cut and that movie should have never made the money and it should have made way more than that. The Justice League deserve way more than that. Yeah, I think if you're Warner Brothers, I think the biggest issue you made, because I, I get really frustrated when people keep saying like, um, you had to catch up to Marvel. That is the most infuriating thing ever because they did not. There was no, There was no race to be had. And what I mean by that is if they did Man of Steel, then they did, let's say, let's say they even did Man of Steel 2 was their very next movie. And then they went into a Batman movie, Wonder Woman, Green Lantern, uh, Martian Manhunter, so on and so forth. Once you, once you build that and you hit that Justice League movie and you do it right, no one on the planet is sitting here talking about, oh, they got to catch up. Marvel's still way. Be-. You do Justice League, right? They tried to catch up too quickly. Yeah, that, exactly. But I'm saying to me, they should have never seen it as a race because mm-hmm. you have two characters that print money. They print money. No one right now in the MCU 10, 15 years ago was printing money like this. Um, so, yeah, no, sorry. Spider-Man is a higher grossing IP than uh, Batman is. Really? No, 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 no. Yeah. I, I believe that. I'm saying, but Marvel doesn't uh, doesn't own doesn't own Spider Man. That that's a shared project. I mean, no one that Marvel owns right now. Well, maybe you know we can make an argument for X Men. But when the MCU started, none of those original characters that they right. started the MCU with could print money the way Batman and Superman could. So it was right. just an easier. No, of course. And 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 they're um, they're a hell of a lot further. Not further, but they're a hell of a lot more well-known, right? More people yes. will, will refer to Batman before they'll refer to Spider-Man. Even though, you know, looking at these numbers, merchandise sales alone. So not whether Sony owns it because Marvel, Disney owns Spider-Man merchandise. Marvel, uh, Spider-Man merchandise outsells Batman merchandise. Yeah, I believe it. I believe it for today. But if we want to track back to the, the 90s, the early, mid, or late 90s, there's no way you're telling me that <laughs> that that was the case, but I, I understand it today because more kids kind of relate more to Spider-Man than they do the guy that's brooding and snapping necks, you know. Spider-Man um, is more kid friendly. Right. Exactly. Right. Well, okay. Um, look at it. Look at it like this, right? Marvel always had Spider-Man on their logo. Right. You never saw you almost yeah. never saw the the M right or Marvel without Spider-Man crouched yeah. on top of it. You never saw Batman attached to the DC logo. 
right? So whenever you were pushing Marvel, you were pushing Spider-Man. Uh, and, and we're arguing semantics. Um, you know, you had in the 90s, you had both series were going strong, right? Um, they were ironically both on Fox, the Spider-Man animated series and the Batman animated series. Yeah. The only thing at that point was that Batman had the four movies coming out of it, you yeah. know, uh, where Spider-Man didn't. Yeah, I, I look at, I look at, and Pete, I'm going to go to you here. I look at, because Joel, you brought up BVS, and that's one of the most divided uh, DC movies to date, for sure. You have people that classify it as a cult classic, and you have other people that are like, I found this in the garbage somewhere. <laughs> um, I, I believe there is a middle ground, and the middle yeah. ground is, yes. I think, <laughs> I think visually that is a beautiful movie. I also think there are, sorry, JD, I visually love that. There were shots in there that were just beautiful. That shot of the Batmobile uh, coming towards Superman as he's kind of like glancing at it and then it hits him and that to me, I love that. I love the one where the machine guns were firing at him, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, Like, I love the whole idea that Batman's figuring out in that moment, like, oh shit, like there's nothing that can, (laughs) that can harm this guy. Um, But I I love it. And I love some of the dialogue where I think it went flat was it at almost every given point was telling two different stories. Yes. And it's like, you're telling the story of why Batman and Superman are beefing. You're also fleshing in Justice League, and it's like, but you're not even done with this story yet. Like, why is this going like this at the same time? No. And, and I, I tell people, you can do two stories like that within the same movie, and it worked. I tell people all the time, Civil War, had Captain America was the story that fleshed in the Avengers plot, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like, it did that so well, we forgot it's a cat movie, right? So it's like, it, it managed right. to do that well. So I'm like, BVS could have done that. Why they put so much pressure on that one movie to build an entire universe, I will never understand. I just want, because to me, you could have put some, like some grains of salt in Man of Steel if your whole purpose was to build this huge universe. You could have put something in Man of Steel that let us know, like, okay, all right, world building. I know to me I left Man of Steel going all right you know this is a really good Man of Steel movie I didn't know like oh they're gonna build a universe from this so to me I just looked at it like a one-off it was great I enjoyed myself um but if BVS had a better script I don't think we look at that movie as harshly as 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 we do uh Pete I want to go to you first like how do you view that and do you think that was their biggest fumble in the DCEU today was was BVS I think that was where we saw the rush job and Joel actually kind of hit it because there's, there's just a bunch of dudes in suits up in a boardroom who are completely detached from their actual intellectual properties. And they're just looking at Batman and Superman, Batman, Superman, and that's it. And they have to use them to build, you know, the rest of the world. That movie itself. Now you want to talk about a movie that should have been, let's say four hours long. I would love to see an extended cut because I've seen the director's cut and it still doesn't really do it for me. I agree with you. The, the Batmobile versus Superman scene is dope. There's a lot of great scenes in that. I despise the fact that Batman kills people that I, I, I'll never get past that. Me but too. if I would have wrote that movie, like I'd like to see the DeLuca cut of that shit. <laughs> you have Lex Luthor. Who we, I will not even, I'm not even getting on the Jesse Eisenberg shit because I, that's another whole show. <laughs> but you have Lex Luthor 
using Superman's DNA to make an enemy to kill Superman. That should have been Bizarro. And then let it mutate into Doomsday. I don't care. Or let it fail and Lex is at it again. And then we get Doomsday. Oh, shit. I went too far. I messed up. And now we've got this creature. And now you bring in Wonder Woman and everything. Let Superman beat the shit out of Bizarro for an hour and a half. I'm good. I'm there. We're going out of popcorn and just a soda. Like, That's the movie. I needed Bizarro. And I thought it was going to be Bizarro for the longest. And then when they, I'm like, Doomsday already? They rushed that. They rushed the death of Superman. That should have been in Superman too. Let that be the lead in to the rest of the Justice League. See, I see it a little differently. I think, and I, I know a lot of people are going to say it, it's not the villain you necessarily needed for it. The villain Superman should have to overcome. I personally wanted Doomsday in the death of Superman to fall like the animated uh, movies did in a Justice League kind of movie. Um, to where it's like a Justice League movie. They're trying to defeat this unstoppable beast. Superman's the only one that can get the job done. He dies. And then over the course of individual movies from these characters, you're seeing the fallout of a world without Superman. Bring in Justice League 2, the resurrection of Superman, the arrival of Darkseid, blah, 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 boom. We get to the same place that Zack was trying to go, but it's more fleshed out. I think we can have both of those, actually, because we have Batman hating Superman for the simple fact that he's different, he's super powerful, and at any given point, he could turn against everyone. But now you have an evil Superman. You have Bizarro, who's doing exactly that, what Batman feared. And he realizes Superman is actually the good guy here, and the two of them have to team up, let's say, to stop Bizarro. Maybe it's Batman who synthesizes the kryptonite to actually stop him. I don't care. I'm... I'm cool with that and then like you said then we can go into the justice league and bring in doomsday where all of them fail to stop this creature and it's up to superman yeah yeah i mean i i I like your idea because i would have liked to have seen how they tried to make henry cavill ugly enough to to be bizarre i'm a perfectly heterosexual man you can't make that man ugly. that's what i'm saying i'm like how would you have done that um, but no, I mean, like I said, BVS to me, I, I visually, I love it. I think that's one thing Zach can always hang his hat on is his visuals are usually always on point. Watchmen 300, um, Man of Steel had some really good visuals. I think BVS had some, re- I love the one shot of where, um, uh, people's houses were flooding and they're kind of sticking their arms out to him like a God. And he's kind of coming. I thought that was a beautiful shot, you know? So I'm like, he's really good with that. But the DCEU, to me, is very fixable. I mean, extremely fixable. So you've gotten, you've already gotten two Wonder Woman solos, right? Aquaman's working on his second solo. Shazam's working on his second solo. You're introducing Black Adam. Flash is finally getting his movie. I assume before the world ends, we'll get a Green Lantern movie. Mm -hmm. Um, Well, he's supposed to be in Justice League. Like, there's mad talk about... Him, yeah. you actually seeing Hal Jordan, who it is, we don't know. But that's that's what's going to be surprising is to see who Zach might have gotten to to be Green Lantern. Not complete without a Green Lantern. That's all I'm saying. I agree. I, I agree with you. I mean, I, me and Joel said this uh, on our podcast yesterday. The fact that we got a Shazam movie before Green Lantern is just like, well, because the Green Lantern movie tanked. Yeah, but you can't. It's, but with like almost ten years, like they, they yeah. can't get Green Lantern. Like, 
Yeah. That's what bothered me. Like, I know it was bad, but fuck. He, he went to jail for 10 years because it was bad. <laughs> but you know what well, sucks is, like, yeah, the movie was pretty awful. And it was only awful because of they, they messed up the, the boss. They messed up the yeah. guy. They right. should have had parallax. You're going you're gonna to tell me, like, a, a face? Like, basically, you went the mummy route with a cloud and a face. Yeah. A yellow dragon was beyond the scope of your graphics team? What's yeah. the problem? Yeah. They Make went Galactus. Fantastic Four Galactus. Yeah, they did. That's go right. Fantastic. They did go Galactus. Yeah. Yeah. Go, go ahead, JD. No, no, no. I was agreeing with Joel that they went. Uh, they went the Galactus route. There was but no Galactus. When when we <laughs> right right when when we go uh to BV BV S yeah oh, okay um <laughs> right, you're you're screwing up the movie with the title alone because it should be BVS and W right because yeah. Wonder Woman is in, in one third of the flick. Right. Um, they dropped the ball with her right off the beginning because you got a character who has one of the most iconic weapons in all of superhero. Them, right. That lasso of hers bypasses Wolverine's clo- uh, 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 claws as something that's well known. Um, and when I say well known, well, when you can ask grandma about Wonder Woman, grandma will tell you that Wonder Woman comes with a lasso. All right. Yeah. Um, I, I think the only thing uh, it bypasses Spider-Man's webs. The only thing that comes to anything as iconic um, is Captain America's shield, right? Wonder Woman has that lasso. And what did she use in that fucking movie? A sword and a shield the entire time. The lasso was hooked on her hip. She didn't you pull it out to the end uh, at one point to restrain the creature that was in the flick. You know, mm-hmm. um, it, what, what Pete was saying earlier, you know, Batman doesn't kill. He doesn't. It it. It takes you out of the core of who that character is. He wasn't a hero. Heroes don't kill, right? Then you had Jesse Eisenberg, like he said, who was just a piece of garbage. I mean, dude, he brought down the film for me, man. He was he was shittier than shit. Um, the way they they dropped the seeds for the cyborg promo, the the flash promo, and the Aquaman promo in story, and I took away from that, man. Give that, leave that to the end. Leave that as a after credit. You don't have to kill the narrative of what you're building up to, you know. Um, and and just you know, Batman doesn't use guns, dude. I'm sorry, those machine guns. That it goes against who he is. It's not Batman. I don't look. Batman is very dear to my heart. Um, <laughs> nice. So I don't. Yeah. I don't ever disagree with that. Yeah. I I, I do always remind people. That, the only reason why what Zag did bothered me was because it was so blatant. But there's not been a Batman live action movie that he doesn't <coughs> kill one way or another. It's just not blatant. Um, so to me, uh, that was my biggest issue. Like you driving your Batmobile through a car, just like, all right, that was yeah. kill. Like that's not Batman. Yeah. <laughs> like, like the, oh, but there's I'm, collateral damage everywhere. I yeah. mean, yeah. But all the other Batman movies, there were machine guns too. Like, in, Batman 89 had machine guns and Dark Knight had machine guns. Nah, I don't say it was a good idea to be using them, but he definitely used right. them for his vehicles. Yeah, those, Batman, like he's... those Batmans did kill also. Again, yeah, it wasn't... They weren't to... shooting people, but I'm saying, right, like, right. he definitely shot at the Joker. I don't know if he was trying to kill him in that movie, but I know he was definitely shooting at him. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will say this. I do think when Zach was creating the concept of BVS, 
someone brought him the Dark Knight Returns comic. Uh, he loves that like, fucking story. He was just like, I swear by this. <laughs> this is everything that I want. I want an old man Batman. I want a killing yeah. Batman. I want an enemy Batman. He was just like, Zach, no. <laughs> like, I, I think Batman no. will kneecap you in a heartbeat. I don't think he'll think twice about it. He just won't kill you. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. right, right. And one that's what's important. Is that one was like Batman, and he's kicking the guy's gun right back at his crotch, like he'll make you shoot your dick off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but I want I want to get into some uh, some some good talk about DC. Uh, it, it gets enough poo uh, poo. <laughs> we don't need the poo poo on it more. Um, some of the <laughs> upcoming projects, or some of uh, some of some characters you guys would like to see. Uh, DC kind of, you know, put more of a spotlight on. Uh, obviously, you guys know I'm looking forward to the Batman. Matt Reeves looked like, out of all the directors we've seen, he understands Batman the most. Um, a lot of people were complaining, like, oh, I don't like a brooding Bruce Wayne, and I'm just like, I don't know what Bruce Wayne you've read, but <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember him ever being like, guys, I'm going to go fight some crime. I'm really excited. Like, no, it's brooding. Um, but what it looks like Matt Reeves is leaning on a little bit more than uh, we've ever seen live action wise is a Bruce Wayne that needs brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. To be back. Um, like more than he wants to be Bruce Wayne. And to me, that's my favorite of Batman is when it's, it's like something he needs. It's his drug. Um, so I can't wait to see the birth of, of, of this Batman that he's created. Again, I, you can ask Joel, Robert Pattinson was not a name I ever thought of. Um, it was something I quickly got over because nothing we can do. But when that trailer dropped, I cried. That shit was beautiful. I can vouch for that. That's a good actor. <laughs> what would you say, Pete? The guy's a good actor. Twilight aside, yeah. I mean, if you've ever seen any of his other like low budget indie shit, he's good. Yep. I'm a, I, you got to give the guy a chance. Absolutely. And that's why once I saw the trailer, I was just like, I could really get behind this Bruce Wayne and Batman. Like, I can. It, it didn't feel forced. It didn't feel like. They were watering down the character to cater to him. He looks like he's really having to go into a dark place within himself to do this role. And I always appreciate that. I've not seen that from any... I think Ben's would have been the closest we would have gotten if he was able to do a solo. Because that Batman was, God, like, dark. <laughs> but um, Robert Pattinson looks like out of all the Batmans, he's going into the, the darkest parts of the mind to pull this off. Uh, and I really do appreciate that. And that story being a mystery, chef's kiss. Can't wait. Uh, but JD, go, go ahead. What's something you're looking forward to uh, or a character that you'd like to see them spotlight? I, I don't know, dude. You know, I, I wish I could say I'm, I'm looking forward to something coming out, but I'm not, you know? Um, not even Suicide Squad? No. Wow. No. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he is just I'm, like, I'm not, they've lost I'm, all my. <laughs> <I'm not. laughs> 
I'm not. I mean, it just Suicide Squad. I think the first one failed. Um, I'm not a fan of Joel Kinnaman. Uh, I don't think he's a good actor at all. Um, <laughs> as as a highlight, I think that um, the best performance of Jai Courtney's career was as Captain Boomerang. I think other than that, Jai Courtney kills almost every franchise or movie he's been in. Um, uh, Die right. Hard, Divergent. <laughs> um, you know, the only good thing is that he died at the beginning of the, uh, of the, uh, oh my God, that medieval Roman, um, that show that was on stars. Spartacus. 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 Yes. That Jai Courtney died in it. That's the, that the, that, that's the only good thing that Jai Courtney's ever done. Um, I, I will say this JD really quickly. Um, they went from Sam Worthington to Jai Courtney as far as like trying to shove those actors down our throat and it just yeah, never worked. I agree with you 100 <laughs> percent on never that. Worked. We were just They're the same guy. It's the same fucking guy to me. I'm sorry. Yeah. You know? Um I got no interest in Shazam part two. Uh not even Black or, Adam? No. And I like The Rock, but I don't don't redeem him for me. Do not redeem Black Adam. Black Adam is supposed to be a uh, a tried and true villain. Um, you know, Jeff John's work on, on JSA sure. where he, uh, where he was a hero at that point. That's just cause he couldn't really get Superman in the book. You know, um, he wanted the kingdom come Superman in there. Um, you know, whenever David Goyer is attached to any movie as a script writer, I'm going to throw up. I think David Goyer is the shit. Um, you know, I, I, I would, you know, I would like to see his original scripts, to see then how much the movies have changed. But then when you look at Blade 3, how he wrote and directed it, you know what? Fuck you, David Goyer. I love Blade 3. Oh my <laughs> God, are you kidding me? It's, it's really I love shit. Blade 3. I, oh. Let me tell you why I love Blade 3. I love Blade 3 because clearly he was just like, at some point I just didn't care about the comics and I wanted to make a comedy. And I appreciate him for that. Like, it was hilarious. I loved it. I loved it. Ryan Reynolds at that point, that was when I was just like, that would be a good Deadpool. <laughs> like, like seeing that and then seeing him wanting to be Deadpool is like, uh-huh. yeah, that makes sense. That makes total yeah. sense. No, and what else did you say was on the DC slate? Uh, so we got the Peacemaker show. We have the Gotham uh-huh. show. Um, oh, we have the garbage. show. Um, Suicide Squad, The Batman, uh-huh. Shazam 2, Black Adam. Um, Joel, what am I missing? I mean, was the Gotham TV show good? I don't think it was. Well, no, 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 What, what they're like creating that. now with Matt Reeves <laughs> is going to be around the time where Batman first became Batman. And it's more so kind of like from it's OK. I know what I'm about to describe sounds just like the Fox Gotham show, but this is just going to be better. Like this is going to be more authentic. More no, this is it's going to be a detective show. Right. During Batman's first year, well, Batman is active and they're just figuring out like what this guy is. It's nothing like the Gotham TV show where he was a little fucking boy. Yeah. <laughs> no, you know, um, I don't know if you ever did you ever listen to um, Kevin Smith's uh, yes. first 10 uh, uh, Batman, Batman on Batman uh, uh, shows. Mm-hmm. So I think he had I think it may have been Paul Dini was a guest on his show and they redid batman um kind of like the skulls where he was in college and there was that illuminati 
and um, the people that would become Penguin and this one and that one were yeah. peppered within the university. And his roommate at the university was Harvey Dent. And the two of them together were trying to take down, you know, the skulls. Um, I would have loved to see a show like that. I, I think the best representation of Batman ever was Batman the Animated Series. Not 66, not any of the flicks, any of the flicks, any of them. Um, Batman, uh, the Animated Series, I think was the best representation of Batman anywhere. Um, the best I storytelling. The, I think it was definitely the purest. Um, I, I think I, I think the reason why that is so rated high for people is you it kind of makes you feel as though it's a comic book on television, right? More so than someone trying to be artsy fartsy about how they think Batman should be or what he would be like today or in modern times. It was just more so kind of like um, a chef's kiss to the the comic. So it just felt pure. I want to compliment um, that statement, actually. And you're absolutely right. Like, the entire DC animated universe, like, from Batman to Superman to Justice League, <laughs> Justice League Unlimited. Amazing. Bar none. Like, the, just the greatest comic book storylines that we'll ever see on, on screen. And I don't yep. know where the disconnect comes where directors or, again, to touch on exactly what Joel said, these idiots in a boardroom in suits who have no idea what's going on where that disconnect is that you can't just have comic books on live action. Why, why do they think that that's, why is it so believable as a cartoon versus, okay, yeah, we got to adjust the costumes because we've seen on WandaVision how stupid realistic comic book costumes can be. <laughs> you change that up a little bit and you can have that same storyline just with real people. I, well, look, I agree. The storyline's not the problem. The stupid costumes are the problem. But that's why I'm right. saying. Well, I think look at the MCU. Like it's very simple. It can be done. Yeah. Right, but that's why I think. But that's why I give a lot of credit to Feige because yeah. I do think a lot of these directors maybe come in and they have a vision for what they want to do, but right. Feige is just so pure in his fandom. He kind of probably tells them like, "This is probably more so what it should be." You look at that first Iron Man movie. I don't care what anyone says. I can imagine that in a comic book, right? Mm -hmm. None of that feels artsy fartsy or you trying to change Stark. It feels authentic, right? You watch the Batman movies and I'm not saying they're bad. I'm just saying directors take these weird takes on what they view Batman as rather than what he is. Right. And it's like the fact that we have not had a detective movie for Batman Thank it's you, one of the more yes. frustrating elements yes. ever. Like, yeah. how do you take out the most important quality of Batman, which yeah. is he's the greatest detective? Because <laughs> like, right. right. that doesn't sell right. toys. Right. That's exactly right. why. It doesn't <laughs> sell toys. But I tell you what, you put some binoculars or some shit in, in those Batman figures. Right. Kids I'm just saying. <laughs> but let's go, go back to this voice sells toys. Oh, <laughs> I hate that voice. I sell toys. I hate that voice. Take <laughs> the fucking bag of dicks right out of your mouth. I, I hated it. Oh my god, Terrible. I did. He just, but but um, Juwan, to go back to what you said about Kevin Feige. Remember, Kevin Feige goes back to being Lauren Shula Donner's uh, uh assistant. You know, on the X Men flicks. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So he knew exactly what was going wrong from behind the scenes. Right. And yep. once he yep. had a chance to do something about it, he's like, no, because that mistake was made way back when. That mistake yep. was made back way back when. You look at Daredevil, right? The yep. parallel Batman, 
there were no law scenes in the Daredevil Ben Affleck movie. So when you say, um, you know, Ben Affleck is Batman, you know, Daredevil. And if you look at the director's cut of it, it was. And he was defending Coolio in 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 court. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe that's why uh, they pulled they those things. You know? <laughs> but um, when, when you take away who they are at their essence, it doesn't jive with telling a good story. No, to me, but that that's why I say the reason why I love Feige so much is I think he started the MCU as a fan, not an executive. So he was looking at it from our perspective of how we grew up with these characters, how we want to see them on screen. And I have not seen a portrayal of a character so far. I'm not counting the villains. We know Feige's very much throw them in the garbage, one time oh, use. Black on. and white, you know. Right, right. It's but, about the heroes. Right, his heroes, you look at and you go, that's what, when I watched cartoons or read the, the comics, that's that's what I saw. Right. And I think with Warner Brothers, you have, they, the problem is, Feige is working from a different a different area. And that area is, Iron Man wasn't selling no toys before that, that first movie came out. No one really mm-hmm. cared, like Joel said, no one cared. None of those <laughs> first four no years. Really None of the Avengers were. That's no, I, no, I, no one really cared. So no. when you're Feige, your advantage is no one's saying we have to sell toys because Feige can go, well, you weren't selling them before I got this. So right. that's not our focus. Let me make you money from the movies, right? Right. When you're Warner Brothers, you have guys going, I could never make another Batman movie and just sell toys and we would survive, right? So they're thinking at it from a dollar and cents point of view. So yeah. Like, Dude, make me money. And it's like, but can I make a good movie? I don't really care about that. <laughs> make me money. Yeah. Look you at know? Batman Forever and Batman and Robin. <laughs> yes, exactly. No, exactly, Joel. And Joel, uh, we were talking about this earlier in the show. I was using the example of, because we were saying how kids today are not interested in, in toys. Toys, collectibles, none of that. That's more so us. And the example mm-hmm. I used, Joel, was when Young Justice went off air. Kids yeah. didn't bring that show back. We did. Yeah, that show was good. Kids, kids were fine with uh, uh, Teen Titans Go. They were like, yeah, right. shit, I'll take it. You yeah. know, like, I don't mind. I don't care. Like, to us, it was more so like, oh, you're just going to fucking spit in our face for these kids, huh? Like, yeah. They don't yeah. support you. It's us, you know? That Green Lantern <laughs> show, too, was amazing. That exactly. Green Lantern show was great. I love that Green Lantern show. But can I can I go back to Iron Man for a second, yeah. right? Since we talk about toys, do you remember the Iron, Land, the Iron Man toy line that came out with that first movie? One yeah. of the greatest Iron Man toy lines ever. Um, you got Iron Monger, you got Crimson Dynamo, yep. you got Titanium Man, you've got the Marvel uh, Shield Jail people. Um, they were the they were the the the, the they were in green armored suits. Mm-hmm. Um, they gave us characters from the Iron Man Armored War storyline. Uh-huh. Nice. Yep. You know, they didn't tie into the movie at all. So going back again to what you said, you want, you know, uh, um, movies not giving us movie specific figures. I'm glad that they didn't do that in this sense, you know, because we got figures that we never got anywhere else. We've never gotten another Iron Monger. I love that Iron Monger is a he's a he's a jewel in my collection. A yeah, nice beef blue, uh, beefed up um, blue colored Iron Man. What scale? Yeah, what, those, I don't remember those at all. Yeah. 118 scale, bro. Yep. Yeah. And yeah. and to your point, and to your point, JD, I'll say this. I collected a lot of figures when Iron Man 2 came out. You know what pissed me off the most? What? 
Do you remember the one villain figure they dropped for Iron Man 2 that had yeah, Whiplash? No, 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 no. That had nothing to do with the movie. Oh, which one? They dropped a comic accurate Mandarin figure that came with Oh, yes. I got him. I got him. Yes, I yes. have too. What yes. upset me about that was you showed that you know what Mandarin is and then gave us Iron Man 3. Yes. <laughs> so <laughs> I remember looking at that toy like, right. where did you go wrong? Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, they they tried to fix that it. and we still haven't seen any fruit Mandarin. Wait, yeah, tell, I, me, I think tell me you saw the little thing. vignette uh, about that yeah. uh, that tried to rehabilitate Take yeah, that's what I mean. Like, yeah. the whole thing, like love that vignette. Hail to the king. Wants to talk to yes. you, whatever. Yes. Yeah, man. Uh, Shang Chi is gonna fix that. We're gonna get an accurate. I man. hope so. Okay, good. Yeah. That's yeah, supposed so. to be in there. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully, fingers crossed. Kevin Feige won't mess up twice. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> he won't fail yeah. us twice. Um, but to 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 round this out, uh, before we get out of here, Pete, is there a DC project you're looking forward to? Actually, yeah, and I, I, I have to disagree with JD on this one. I loved Shazam. I, I thought it was such a fun movie. Oh, I liked it. I liked it. I really, I'm looking forward to Black Adam, and I fully agree with you. Ah. Do not make this guy a hero. To me, Black Adam is DC's Doctor Doom. His people love him, okay. but he's an asshole. Okay, I like that. I like that. I or will this, Pete. I will yep. tell you this: knowing The Rock being one of the biggest names in Hollywood, prepare yourself for him to be an antihero. I, I know, I yeah. know. Yeah. <laughs> but what yeah, that's not on the docket that I would really love to see, and kind of playing off of what you said about you know not having a detective Batman movie, I would love to see a Batman cameo within a my unsung favorite. DC hero. I want to see a detective Martian Manhunter movie. Ooh. A nice noir John Jones. Give me flick. That. And at one yeah. point he's investigating a crime scene and he's like, What do you think, Bruce? And Batman's just in the shadows like this. <laughs> just one quick thing. Okay, there. that's it. Yeah. Yeah. I tell you right now, when you said that, I got goosebumps because you know what I immediately thought yeah, of? That's good. Did you see <laughs> the last good. season of uh of, of True Detective? No, yes. not. Okay. For Mahershala picture, Ali? Picture Mahershala yeah. Ali in a true detective Martian Manhunter type of story plot. I'm with that. Beautiful. After watching True Detective, I'm with beautiful. that. Beautiful. That would be just beautiful. Yeah. And the I know of his, his acting ability, I'm with it. But right. I think he might be like sucked into Blade now, so we might have to get a new oh, guy. Oh, no, for sure, for sure, for sure. Um, uh, he was the best but, part of Luke Cage. Just without question. Down. Without a doubt. When yeah. they killed him, Luke we Cage went down. We can't really speak on that because Cheo is a really good friend of ours. So, oh we'll yeah, I say that. We'll let you guys yeah. say that. Okay, Cheo's um, a good dude. Yeah, Cheo gets um, it though. He gets wait, it. Wait, wait, who's Cheo? Cheo is a showrunner. Uh, yeah, the showrunner for Luke Cage. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. dude. Yeah. What? So then tell him why the fuck did he kill Marshall? <laughs> he had wait, to. Wait, it's funny. He actually said this on on uh, on Twitter. Uh, okay. Steve he says uh, it a lot. Uh, Steve Knight, because uh, Steve was getting crap about Daredevil. Uh, and Cheo said Mahershala only took the role because he knew that the character wouldn't be wouldn't be around. Uh, wouldn't Son be around of a gun. the whole season. Yeah, right, right. he had to kill him off early. He was busy wow. shooting Moonlight and all that shit. Right. Gotcha. Okay, right. he was right. he was a highlight for me in that series, man. Yeah, so he really he, was. Said he only took it because it, it's kind of like Ben with Batman. Like Zach sold him on, like, hey, you don't have to be Batman forever. I'm gonna kill you. And Ben was right. like, yes. 
Um, so that's right. why when, when the studio was like, hey, how would you like to be our Batman long term? Ben mm-hmm. Affleck was like, did, did you guys speak to speak to Zach yet? Like, I, no, I don't want to do that. <laughs> like, I'm supposed to die soon. Like, <laughs> Oh, like Brian Cranston in Godzilla, right? Yes. Yeah. 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 Well, which I love because the focus shouldn't have been him. It's Godzilla. So that was great. Um, but yeah, Pete, I love that. And to me, I automatically think to myself, you have a great detective story. Uh, John, you know, John solves the, the, the mystery. And then another, like something towards the end of the movie pops up that kind of piques his interest. Mm-hmm. And you kind of see him like talking to himself, going over the, the details of the case. And then out of the shadows, you see Batman and he's like, I could lend a hand. Like, you know, and then it just fades. Wait, and you're like, oh, yeah. I love that. That was oh, good. Oh, my God. Um, so As a side I, I'm, note, you know what bothers me the most, truthfully? Because I, I mean, I love Martian Manhunter. I have ever since going back. Let's take this full circle. Going back to JD, you said that the superpowers line was your favorite figures ever. Martian Manhunter was like my guy on that. And he like never even showed up. On the cartoon, no, I know. Like, that's an awesome looking figure. Cloth cape popped. Little, mm-hmm. Yep, dude, and, that color pattern popped. Nobody wanted them, but when you got them, you loved them. And his shining moment to me, unfortunately, was in the death of Martian Manhunter comic book during that final crisis nonsense when all the villains like teamed up against him and he's just belting people left and right and he's like when are you gonna remember i'm as strong as superman i'm like yeah we somebody libra spears him yeah for for some reason and hopefully there's a new shift in in warner brothers dc films um it's been a character a lot of people have wanted to utilize but the studio's kind of just like nah nah." because you can't sell his name you can't sell the name it doesn't roll off the tongue. It's but not see, something that's easily yeah. marketable. It is hard. I look at, it, I look at Martian Manhunter, and, and not name-wise, just as far as uh, you know, um, people noticing him. I look at him, and I say you should assess Martian Manhunter the same way Sony is assessing their villains. You're taking villains, and you're giving them big-name actors to make people care about who these characters are, mm-hmm. right? You casted anyone else's Venom, I probably don't really have interest in it, right? You tell me Tom Hardy, I'm like, I'm interested. So if you cast a big name for Martian Manhunter, it'll all solve itself. It'll work itself out. So who would you cast? Well, in an ideal world, Mahershala Ali, but since okay. I can't. Um, I don't know. I, it's, it's Honestly, I don't hate it. And I'm not saying I want him as a leading man going forward. But if they don't want to use Martian Manhunter in like solo movies and only use them as backup, I don't mind Henry Lennox. I like Henry Lennox. I think Henry, okay. Henry has the voice. Obviously, yeah. he doesn't have the body for Martian, but he but you don't need anybody it. in there. Yeah. It's easy. Yeah. I think Lennox makes a, a better bad guy than he does uh, an empathetic character. But okay. Um, I, well, to be fair, my knowledge of, uh, of him only comes from Blacklist. I love that show. So that's mm. all I knew him from. And then I saw him in, you know, Man of Steel yeah. or whatever. No. Um, He's been working since the early 80s, dude. Yeah, that's all I know yeah. him from. Yeah. So that's why I see him as that. So would you like to see Bloodwind also? Oh, God. Oh, <laughs> you wouldn't? Bloodwind. Which, which, that was one of the, the martial yeah, arts personalities. Yes. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, he's, he's Superman. That's what he is, right? Not just in powers. But in story, right? He's the last son. And mm-hmm. 
um, going back to, to Justice League Unlimited for a second, I don't know if you remember, he disappeared for a long part of the storyline because he just wanted to live as a normal person. Yes. He lives on a Chinese man. <laughs> yeah, dude, right? They found him on the Great Wall of China. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I mean, to me, I think what makes the Martian, man, Martian Manhunter so special is if you were to do a live action, um, you know, solo movies for him, like you're, you're building a trilogy with him. Um, it just has to be someone with, with a great presence, you know, like yes. when you, when you were, when you're casting Blade, Wesley brought such a presence to it. The only person that could have done it was Mahershala. Now I would argue, I wouldn't have hated, um, what's his name that played Finn from, um, Star Wars. I, I think he has a swagger about him, but okay. you look at Mahershala and you're like, that's just the perfect replacement. So you're, you're telling me you don't like sticky fingers on the Blade TV show? No. <laughs> no, at all. <laughs> I when I heard about that, show, I was like, "Oh shoot, they're giving Wesley Snipes like a show." And now I remember I saw the trailer. I was like, "What is this? What what is this?" Um, but no, Martian Manhunter. I'm with you, Pete. Uh, he needs love. He, he yeah. really does need oh, yeah. love. And um, a great figure, man. Great. Yes, he is. Figure. Yes, he is. And. He brings so much heart to a story. Like, you know, you focus on the detective angle, but I look I, at I, that. I don't know what series right he's from, but this was – I had the authority. He's got – he's a little Martian-y because he's got, like, the whole yeah. Yeah. thing going. It's like yeah. New 52. Is, yeah, yeah, the authority. Yep. yep. Um, uh, uh, Joel, I'm going to go to you, but the one character – and Joel, I've told you this numerous times. The one character I want to see them give, give some love to is Jaime. Jaime Blue Beetle. Um, now, I do prefer them to go the route of giving us Booster Gold and Blue Beetle first, and then, you know, t- taking us into Jaime the same way I kind of want them to do that with the Nova Corps. I don't need you to go right to Sam. I- I'd be okay if we get a little bit of, <laughs> of the guy that came before him before you just go right into him. Um, but Jaime Blue Beetle, to me, has become so popular. I'm kind of just like, Cyborg who? <laughs> like I just prefer Jaime over Cyborg. I'm like fundamentally there's not a huge difference between the two. Um one just happens to be in my opinion cooler. So use the cooler <laughs> one. Um but they could definitely market Jaime the way Sony very soon will market Miles. Um it just it it, it would work for DC very well. I wish yeah. they did. I don't think they they will, dude. Well, there was rumors last year, the year before, that they were greenlighting a, a, a Blue Beetle project. Um, yeah. Now, I don't know if that will snowball into being an HBO Max show, an animated show. What well, the trades, trades reported on that they're writing a script for a movie, but then we heard rumors of it possibly becoming an HBO Max show. But we don't know what's, what's happening, but hopefully we get Blue Beetle. To me, as I long would, as he's in conversation. Yeah. I always I like, said, like, uh, no, go ahead. No, 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 no. I was just going to say, I like the, the way Young Justice uh, uh, had yes. their take on him. Exactly. Yep. It was great. Yeah. It was great. Like, that Young Justice is great. Uh, like, yeah. I was very shocked at how good that actually ended up becoming. Yep. <laughs> and I Agreed. love that show. Um, but Blue Beetle is always a character, um, especially with, like when they rebooted the Justice League in the New 52 and they decided to, you know, basically replace Martian Manhunter. I figured I always wished it was Blue Beetle over Cyborg because I never liked the idea of taking Cyborg away from the Titans. I, I always say that. I agree. Uh, I agree. It just doesn't feel right. <laughs> so I'm like, if you're gonna put someone there, someone like Cyborg would be Blue Beetle, and he fits everything that you're trying to do. I just thought it would it would have fit better, but you know, it is what it is, and we got what we got. <laughs> um, I agree. 
Um, but I know my question to you, uh, as you close this out, your uh-huh. most anticipated DC movie and one character uh, that you would like to see DC, you know, give a little bit more love to. I mean, I, I, I'm a huge DC fan, so like, I'm I'm excited for all the upcoming DC movies and projects and shows, and even the fucking CW. Oh, oh, I like to watch them all. Um, obviously. As a Batman fan, I, I'm, uh, I'm more excited for the Batman. I can't wait to see the Batman when that finally drops. Um, and and uh, in terms of a character I'd like to see get more love, I want to see, because I'm a huge fan of Hawkman, and I know he's going to be in Black Adam and the JSA. I can't wait to see Hawkman in live action. And I would love to see Hawkman get some love. And, and the JSA in general, you know, they're going to shine. Mm-hmm. That's not a bad spot. They're gonna fight off Black Adam, and you're gonna take. It's gonna take a couple people to take out Black Adam. So I, I respect that, and I, I can't wait to see how they pull it off. So Hawkman would be my choice. Mm-hmm. Nice. I love that. I, I really do. And uh, all all this, I believe, is the, yes. Is his yeah. Name. I like that actor, man. He was on. He's actor. He was on Supernatural. He's cool. Yeah. I, I watched. Him, I was telling Joel, I became a fan of his from the show that he's doing with Kevin uh, Kevin Bacon on Showtime. Yeah. He's like a, a prosecutor and Kevin Bacon's like in, in the FBI and they're like clashing. Um, he's brilliant in that show. That's the only thing I've ever seen him in. So Invisible Man. Oh, Invisible Man. Yes, yes, yes. I, I mean more so like spotlight being on him. Wow. Uh, but yes, he was an Invisible Man. I thought he did. I thought he was good for for uh, the role that they gave him in that. Check but, it out, um, man. That's a good show. It was on. Uh, Oh God, I don't even remember what channel it was on. But we ran like four or five seasons. They were like grifters, like yeah, Robin Hood characters, stole from yep. the rich, gave to the poor kind of thing. Very oh. weirdly, Pete, my grandfather is in love with that show. Like, Such a good show. Yeah, I, I walked in one day. Judy Dalton's the man. <laughs> I was just looking at him like that's a weird show to just walk in and someone's watching. Um, but no, he he swears by that show. But Hawkman, great character. Um, he needs his own movie, you know, and yeah. To me, Hopefully it spins off. Right. And to me, if there's Hawkman, there's Hawk, Hawk Girl. Yeah. I, I want to see them both. I want to see them both. I want to see you yeah. explore that world. Because I tell you yeah. what, if if anyone out there thought Wonder in, in the Wonder Woman movies, her home looked beautiful, I can only imagine what they could do with, with Hawk. Thanagar. Uh, yeah. Oh, so you want it, you want to go Thanagar. You don't want to go the Egyptian version or the Native American version. Or no, the I the Egyptologist Danica. version. I think there's a way to Spider-Man do them all. It all. Yeah, right. I right. hope. The yeah. new Hawkman series did that. They could do it. They could do everything if they do it right. But don't he like get resurrected? Like, yeah, I don't know, yes, guys and shit. It's exactly yeah. right. Yeah. Um. All right. So last thing before we get out of here, Snyder Cut trailer. Uh, we guys, we talked about it a little bit uh, at the beginning of the show. We <laughs> we joked around about us kind of wishing Dark Side was a little little Me bigger. Here. <laughs> yeah. um he definitely seems like the like bane before the venom gets injected into him like just regular dude and then he gets the venom um i just uh, joel we were saying how we just we prefer for our villains like like dark side or thanos like those big guys mm-hmm. to kind of tower the heroes a little bit more so it's a david goliath kind of feel right. um that was one of my issues with infinity war it's kind of like thanos is just he's <laughs> Pretty normal size. Yeah, look at that dark side. Um, but I, I really did. I really did enjoy this trailer. Um, I'm very curious on his vision. Uh, I think the biggest thing that stands out to me is him saying that we're going to get a little bit of of back and forth between Joker and Batman. 
and Joker looks a little bit more appealing to the eyes than some people thought he looked in Suicide Squad. Um, so that should be a bonus for Jared Leto. Um, but I, I really do like it. And we said at the top of the show, guys, you showed me Granny Goodness. You kind of sold me there. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, she doesn't get enough love. Granny Goodness is the shit. So I can't. Wasn't that Calabac to the other side? That was yeah. the side. Oh, that's the side. Oh, the side. Okay. Was that Judy Dench or no? I, don't, I have no, no idea. We, we don't know. But <laughs> no? He does not. If you kind of zoom in, obviously it's very pixelated, but if you zoom in, she doesn't look recognizable at all. Mm. I, I think she'll probably be uh, some some actress that we probably saw somewhere before, but no one big. Uh, I think the big casting for Granny Goodness will come when Ava DuVernay's uh, New Gods drops. Uh, Betty White! I will watch that shit. Yes, I will. You get that? I will watch that. Take all my money. Like, all my money. <laughs> Betty White just whooping on dudes. I love it. Um, But, uh, JD, I'll start with you. What did you think of the trailer? And, um, you know, are you excited at all to, to see what could have been from that disaster of a theatrical version? It's, it's still the Titanic. The movie's still going to sink at the end. Ouch. Wow, okay. <laughs> Uh, so you didn't see this and get excited about anything? No, no not at all. Oh, okay. All right. Not at all. No problem. <laughs> all right. Um, Pete, I'll go to you. Uh, did you enjoy the trailer? And are you looking forward to next month's release of this four-hour, four-hour movie <laughs> from, uh, from Zach? I'm still reeling over that. Just like, no, from Jay. Like, <laughs> no. Aren't you just a... Party, he hit us with the Wanda, he hit us with a no, and then like shifted away. Um, uh, you know what, man? At this point, people are so starved for content that we just want anything. I'm absolutely looking forward to it. I, I almost completely despised the Justice League movie, uh, with terribly few exceptions of scenes. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm absolutely looking for, like, you, you give me four hours, I'm going to sit there for four hours, and I'm going to be thrilled until I'm not thrilled. And I, right. I'm i a very easy person to please when it comes to movies. I will watch that shit at face value the first time and just me too. love it or hate it. And I'm going to love it until you give me a reason to not love it. Mm -hmm. uh, but so far, I'm going into it with, like, all right, entertain me. And I know that... Uh, I don't know if it was Snyder himself who said it, but somebody, they, they said like, there's not going to be a lot of humor in it. I'm hoping two things stay in and I don't care about any other jokes, but okay. Maybe three, I'll give two and a bonus. <laughs> uh, one is flash and Batman. What's your superpower? I'm rich. I hope that line stays. I really like that one. I loved and this, this harkens back to the, uh, the Justice League Unlimited cartoon. Maybe it wasn't Unlimited yet, but the Justice League cartoon. When Flash lands on Wonder Woman, Ezra Miller lands on Gal Gadot, and he's mm -hmm. like all awkward and shit, and how Flash had the crush on Wonder Woman the entirety of the Justice League cartoon. Mm -hmm. I love that scene. And I would really like to see Snyder's take on, I know this was a Joss Whedon uh, edition, and I don't think I'm going to get it, but... The stinger scene, the, the race between Superman and Flash. Oh, yeah. I'm a I sucker like for all three of those comics. I have every one of them, and I would love to see that again just for the hell of it because it's fun. 
and I'm I'm through to the the heart of the movie. Give me something to smile about now because I don't think I'm gonna have a lot of reason. I mean, I might enjoy it, but I'm not gonna have a lot of reason to smile in this movie. It looks like it's gonna be pretty dark. I, cool. I will say, Pete, Joel, correct me if I'm wrong. I think the Flash falling on Wonder Woman was Whedon. I don't think that. Yeah. Was, that was yeah, it, 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 it is a Joss Whedon scene. Yeah, that's yeah. Joss Whedon thing. Do it again. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> it, yeah. it, it, it's very possible that there will be no semblance of anything that Josh Whedon did. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you know what? Uh, it, might, it might even start off with Zack Snyder just, just holding up a sign that says, fuck Josh Whedon. <laughs> Set the tone. <laughs> I didn't oh, like Ezra Miller when I first saw him cast. And I, I openly admit that I was wrong about it. I mean, like, when I saw him in BVS and he had the stupid ponytail and everything, and coming from a guy who had long hair back in high school, I'm like, cut your fucking hair, dude. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> I know better. <laughs> so when I first saw him, I'm like, who is this dirtbag? And then I seen him in the movie, and I seen the way he carried the character, and he, you know, he played it, and I'm like, this kid's awesome. He's great. And he's, yeah. he should be the comedy of the team. And he should be the one bouncing jokes off of Batman. Batman's not the funny one, with no. except the rich line. Batman gets the jokes bounced off him, and he doesn't get them. And, and the that's it's funny. Yeah. Right. So I'm all for that scene where he landed on Wonder Woman. Was like, oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm Josh, cool with that. Yeah, I think Josh saw where Zach was going and how maybe dark it was and he lightened the shit out of that just that scene where i credit <laughs> where it is due when when flash is like trying to run behind superman and superman's just like oh yeah that seems awesome <laughs> and flash is like that might be that, that was, was my favorite scene in that flick that was that might, really good and that, that was, was the best scene. credit that goes to joss or zach but that's a good scene what are you right. saying joel I think that might be Zach's scene because that's the like one of the only scenes like Clark doesn't have a digital non mustache. Right, that's true. Ah, well, pretty much, pretty much what we can agree on is anything that's overly funny is probably not in Zach's cut. Like the whole, I think the whole dialogue Superman gave when he came in to help uh, fight Steppenwolf, I don't think mm -hmm. any of that dialogue is. In I don't even remember that, so I, I, I don't. Even, I'm not even gonna miss it. Yeah, I, I, I think it. it was. It was the whole justice. Uh, the whole justice oh. thing. That <laughs> I'm a said. fan of. Yeah, some shit. Yeah, I'm a fan of justice. Like truth like and that. yeah, was, some shit. I don't even remember that. I blocked I that out. <laughs> ah. And I think the, the 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 thing that made me cringe the most, besides Batman's, I don't <laughs> not like you. Uh, is when uh, Superman kind of like drops him to the ground and Batman's just like, ooh. Like when <laughs> Superman flies away with, with, with Lois Lane, Batman's just laying there like, God damn, I'm tired. I was just kind of like, I don't think Josh understands Batman. Yeah, <laughs> like, <laughs> well, the worst thing that the Batman did in that movie was when he smiled when he saw Superman that first time. That yeah. like, awkward smile. I'm like, they would uh, never do that. <laughs> I was just like, why are you guys trying to make them like, like lovers so much like uh -huh. not that starstruck by superman <laughs> like he's just not but um joel uh your excitement for uh for 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 justice league and your, your thoughts on the trailer i'm, I'm just fine you know it feels like it's been ten thousand years since we've been hearing about this movie so i'm very excited to finally get this fucking thing out of the way and move <laughs> forward you know like I'm, I, I want to see it. I, I like a lot of what I've seen already. And like, the theatrical cut was what it was. Actually, I'll be watching it again sometime this week just because it's part of the marathon. But um, I, I just, look, like I, said, I was saying earlier, like 
as long as you give me a Green Lantern, that will fulfill everything, and I will probably accept it. <laughs> I'll accept all of it as long as you like. Because to me, you can't have a, this. Even if it's a good movie. I'll, I'll, it'll always be incomplete without the Green Lantern for me. So if he's in it, and we already know Marsh Mahan is in it, um, I, I might, you know, I might love this fucking movie. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, my, my biggest fear is the Snyder cult was unbearable beforehand. If this is like, and I know this is going to sound super salty, but if this movie is even remotely good, Oh, I'm I, I I'm gonna get so sick to my stomach because those. But you don't want it to be bad, do you? No, no, I don't want it to be bad. But if it's good, they're gonna be unbearable. I mean, like I told y'all, I told but, y'all, bring them back, let them continue. And it's like, guys, why can't we just enjoy this and move on? Like you got it, you won. I'm all, you I'm won. all about moving forward, man, not backwards. <laughs> I'm like, you won. You got what you wanted. Now can we just? Get out of this nightmare you trapped us in for the past <laughs> four years. Goodness. But um, all right, before we leave here, Joel, I just wanted to say to you, JD and Pete share our love for Beast Wars. Hey. Uh, and it looks like the live action. You don't like Beast Wars? Pete? Uh, I never got into it, man. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. No, I no, yeah, no Beast Wars. You oh, I love Beast Wars. Who said <laughs> Oh my goodness! I thought when we talked about Beast Wars, uh, our last episode, you guys were like, "Yeah." No, so I, I respect its continuity, but I just never got into it. Yeah, no, oh, no, that was my it's, shit, bro. It's rock paper scissors with animals. You guys might be a little younger than us, and I think that might be. Yeah, you're part it's of the possible. Power Rangers generation, right? It's possible. Yeah, I was. I was. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, you know, you know yeah. what's crazy? You know what's crazy? I remember watching, obviously wasn't born during the time but watching the old reruns of the transformers cartoons and i remember going okay cars <laughs> that hurts me. robot that hurts me like, there buddy i'm like oh, okay man. and it wasn't until sorry it wasn't until <laughs> these boards that i was just like well now you got me like mm, <laughs> you yeah. got me because i'm not a big car guy so i'm like all right fire truck into a giant yeah. robot all right a gorilla into it like all right okay you got me there <laughs> like, i was a big animal oh my god girl. i'm sorry i confused this whole thing i was thinking about the little small pvc things that you rub their chest and it was fire battle water. beasts battle. oh no not no, battle. no no jd no, no. i'm sorry so are you back are you back with this on beast wars you know no, still with beast wars no oh. like that. <laughs> <laughs> well anyway joel me and you will share the excitement for yeah. that um the only, those only, no those are the only toys i ever collected were beast wars i love those when mcdonald's released those oh. i was just i was all over that um, but I will well, say this, I got I will say this to, uh, to end this out. I am very glad that Michael Bay ruined the traditional Transformers for you. Oh, now. God. And now we're getting good Transformers movies, <laughs> but in the form of Beast Wars. <laughs> <laughs> you watched the show know. on Netflix, though, right? Yes, yeah, I'm yeah. Close. I'm very good. close. I'm almost good. done. I'm almost done. Yeah. I am loving it. So good. Man, they did a really good job yeah. on it. It makes I don't, me cry because <laughs> I'm like, I'm glad you I haven't like, seen not one human yet. And I'm like, this is how you do Transformers. I'm really glad. You're great. But I'm loving it. Yes. Um, all right, guys, this is a great episode. We had a lot of fun. I want to thank you, Joel, for joining us. Uh, I, knew when we were for talking, having I knew when we were talking DC, I had to bring you in here, man. Um, <laughs> My shit. Pete, JD, love talking to you guys. Um, I, can I add one more thing? Absolutely. Good. 
I, I, I just feel like we missed out on this going back to BVS for a hot second. Uh, <laughs> not, I'm sorry, not BVS, Man of Steel. Mm-hmm. I like Michael Shannon a lot. He's got that really weird like mm-hmm. aspect. And I feel like every DC fan came up short by not hearing Michael Shannon say Neil before Zod. True. Yeah. I just, I True. really wanted that line in yes. there and I really wanted to hear it from him. I think it could have been a lot, like really scary yeah. and creepy. Yeah. And I, I, think, I think the perfect spot for that would have been, remember that scene where Clark and Zod were fighting in front of all the remaining people that, that uh, like, um, what was it, Perry and, and, uh, and all yeah. them? The perfect moment would have been if Zod got a solid shot on Superman and you see him kind of like kneeling down like in pain, and then Zod looks over Superman at everyone and says, now kneel before Zod. Like, that would have been awesome. And then you see Superman jump back yeah. into it, and then they go it, does, it. it doesn't seem like Zack Snyder cares about no. quotes, uh, those uh, <laughs> those no. things. Yeah, Zack Snyder, like, someone asked him, like, oh, will your cyborg be saying booyah? And he kind of, like, scoffed at it, like, hell no. Like, what? It's like, <laughs> that. like that's to the character. Why is that an issue for you? Show some respect, you son of a bitch. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> come on. Like, what is the problem with that? Um, yeah. So yeah. This is the same guy who made sure he put in, this is Sparta. But no, no, he doesn't. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That to him was so iconic, but it's like right. Neil before Zod. Nah, who cares? I don't care about that. Mm-hmm. Um, God, Zach, I can't wait to move on from, <laughs> from this whole thing. Um, but this was a great episode. Uh, we highlighted figures. We talked DC. We talked about how they could fix DC. Uh, we got to work on getting JD interested in what's going on <laughs> in the DC universe. Maybe we do. Maybe it's we not do that I don't want to be. I want to be. I want to be. Give me something. You know what? I almost like the Harley Quinn movie. Almost like the Harley Quinn movie. What stopped it for you? Just curious. It's a Harley Quinn movie, not Birds of Prey, like it said it was. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. And and I, I I think the woman that played Huntress was really flat. She, I, I think, think she played think it flat though. I think it was yeah, really. Yeah, yeah, she was supposed to be the loner. She, work for me. she was supposed to be the loner, the the weirdo yeah. kind of type. I think if I think if they ever brought uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead, I think is her name. Yeah. If they ever brought her is. back to reprise the role, I think you'd see a. I think okay. give give her to a different director. It's a more yeah. accurate. Uh, she's she's supposed to be like socially awkward or whatever. Right. Give me more Journey Smollett. Hell yeah. I didn't hear anything? Hell yeah. Her running. Just. Huh? I will all day. All day. <laughs> just run. Just run at the camera. I'm good. She ran, she ran in Lovecraft Country. A hell of a lot. I think almost every episode she ran at least once. I, I said sure. this, JD. Me and Joel talked about this. I'm like, if she ever gets a series on HBO Max, I would I love that. it. I would love it if they paired her up with John David Washington as Oliver Queen. I just want it so bad. I just want it. He really wants that black. I, like, I, really I want that. I want that black love. So, <laughs> okay. okay. Um, but no, honestly, I don't care. Just give me Oliver Queen. I I don't care what race you make. Just give me Oliver Queen. All right. That's all I have. Yeah, I, I'm Oliver Queen doesn't do it for me. What? What? Yeah. yeah. So wait, you'll take a you'll take a a, a um black canary show without ever having an Oliver Queen. I'll take yeah. anything Cat McNamara's in. I don't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't have took that. That's, that's, future, that. 
Not that future shit, Pete. Nah, <laughs> you know what? See, all right. My favorite time in DC Comics was the zero hour period, right? I think DC after zero hour was firing on all cylinders, really. They, they found a way to course correct from the, the fumbles of um, Infinite Crisis, Right, infinite. That was that was it, right? No, that was the eighty-five that was reset. Crisis, yeah, zero hours way before. Crisis, crisis. No, no, excuse me. Crisis on Infinite Worlds. That was Earth. the eighty-five reset. Right? Earth, yeah. Zero hour reset that because uh, going back to Hawkman, there was a lot of foibles with with um, what they yeah. planned with Thanagar and what he had done prior to Crisis, right? Being mm-hmm. the Egyptologist with Superman and stuff like that. So, so that's where uh, Hawkman stuff started to skew and. They try to course correct with zero hour, but zero hour, you had, you know, you had uh, Hal as the bad guy. Parallax. You had um, yeah, Parallax. Parallax, yeah. You know, you had Connor as Green Arrow. You had. Um, oh, that's right. The early nineties. Right. Shit. You had the artist. What's his name? As as um, as Green Lantern. Caught right, okay. right. Kyle Rayner. Um, Catwoman was she was done by Jim Ballant. That was really good stuff. Um. You know, you had the death of the deaths of with Batman, with Superman, even with Wonder mm-hmm. Woman, with a point with Artemis. Those are really good um, mm-hmm. books with uh, Diodato doing the Wonder Woman art at that point. Um, it, it that zero hour period really, really worked well. You had Hook yeah. Aquaman. You know, yeah, um, yeah. Hook, Aquaman, Hook Hand like Aquaman. I, yeah. I, Black I gives us that. I really do. Yeah, Jay, if there's anyone that could pull off that hook look, it'd be uh Momoa. Momoa. Momoa for sure. Yeah. yeah. If they do it, I hope it takes the take they they take their time. I don't think, I'm not yeah, it doesn't need to be right. It doesn't need right. to be right. <laughs> Three date electric Superman. Uh yeah. yeah. He came yes. out of that. Yeah. He came out of that. Yes. Okay. Maybe about two years, three years after that. It I'm was after he came podcast. back to life. I can't remember back then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my last question for way. you, JD, is yeah. did you not like the Batman trailer? Um, I don't remember seeing enough of it. You know, I've you know what? Honestly, <laughs> I'm um, I'm Batman out. I can, I could give Batman a rest for a while. I don't even I don't even know what those words mean. I, yeah. I, don't, know how yeah. to, <laughs> I don't know how to process those words. I don't yeah. think we have enough Batman. <laughs> you know, dude, like like some of my favorite Batman stories were um, you know, the Curse of the Demon, uh, by Neil Adams, Denny O'Neill, um, the Long Big Halloween. Those series, uh, Jeff Loeb and Tim well, Sale, what, those what, three uh, books. That's what this movie could be taking from is the Long Halloween. Yeah. A little bit, a little bit from it. A little. We're bit. getting a Long Halloween animated movie. Yes, we are. Two, out. Two part. Looking forward to that. I'm yeah. looking forward to that. Um, you know, so and and then like, you know, Batman is the number one franchise, and I don't. Know, he's yeah. like religion. Everybody has their own take on him. You know, True. nobody's right, nobody's wrong. Right. You know, I'm just, I'm, I'm tired of, I'm tired of it. I'm tired of it. Um, and everybody thinks he's dark now, and everybody thinks he's a killer, and he's got to be evil, and he's pretty much, you know, Lex Luthor with a mask when he's on on screen, dude. Um, it just doesn't work for me anymore. Well, I will tell you, Matt Reeves. Uh, if you ever get a chance, you might not even be interested with, with your fatigue of Batman. I get it, but if you ever listen to Matt Reeves during uh, DC Fandom uh, okay. break down. Uh, the philosophies behind Batman, he understands them. Like you, okay. you don't have to worry about that. that where, where Zach went with his Batman, or even where Nolan went with his Batman, he gets Bruce and Batman inside and out. 
and his vision of what he wants to do with this world, because he's going to build a bat world, it seems like. Um, but what he wants from that, it, it, it's, it's going to seem very beautiful. And I think it might be something that just gets you interested enough to enjoy the movie. Uh, maybe I hope maybe so. Feel that fatigue, but but I don't have watch the trailer again when you get a chance. It's it's <laughs> it's it's gonna be good for sure. Um, but that's something I'm gonna work on, JD. I got to get you more so on the live action DC side, and I got to get that fatigue to go away for Batman for you. I I, I got to get that out of here. You, you know what? Since I'm being since I'm being a contrarian with everything, uh, I really like Jared Leto's Joker and Suicide Squad. I really well, thank really you. do. Thank you. Thank I really you. did. Thank you. Dude, I am right it was you. it was different. It was different. Pete, I know you give me that look, but you know what? <laughs> <laughs> he he did he did something in that flick that I fucking loved. When he had the tattoo of the smile on his hand and he covered Common's mouth. Yes, right? yes. He gave him the kiss of death or Joker's laughing smile. Yeah, you know what I mean, and that was oh, that was a new take on on and, the laughing fish. And the biggest thing, JD, that I think gave his Joker more personality than any Joker we've we've seen live action wise is his Joker was established. Everyone had already feared him. Nolan's Joker was being born. Nicholson's Joker was being born. Um, his Joker was established. People had already feared him. He's already okay. made his name. I could dig that. Okay, you that's know what I'm saying. Like that scene where they walk in, uh, the, the security guard's in the freezer and Joker walks in on him and he's like, all that chit-chat's going to get you killed. I love how terrified that guard was of like, oh my God, the Joker just walked in. Like of all people, oh my God. He was so terrified. And then that's why I give uh, Kathy some credit for what she did with Birds of Prey. The idea that Black Mask was like, oh, Harley, can't do nothing to her. That's Joker's right. girl. She could break my driver's legs, whatever you want to do. I don't want any trouble. Like, I love that he's feared. That's what I need going forward if anyone's going to give us another Joker. Have him be established to where it's like the city already fears him and Batman's now becoming aware of him. And that's what starts the rivalry between the two. But I need him established. Don't give us another origin story of Joker. Like, he's just now become... Don't do that. Have him be established. Have him be the guy that's really taking over crime in Gotham, catches Batman's eye, and then uh, a rivalry begins. But, I, J.D., we're going to talk more about that on another episode. Because I okay. did love – I'm with you on Jared Leto. But okay. thanks again, guys. Um, can't, uh, can't wait. Pete, you're going to be joining us uh, hopefully Saturday for uh, for the WandaVision breakdown. Uh -oh. um, next week we will be breaking down WandaVision on this mm. show also. Let's uh, go, Dr. Doom. Let's go, Doctor Doom. You think we're getting Doctor Doom, bro? Oh my God, dude, Pete, I'll follow me with this. I, you know, I said this in our group, right? Okay. All right, that box that's being built for Monica, yeah. right? What if that big metal box is being built by the guy who's going to be in the big metal mask? What if that's the swerve, dude? dude okay, I but I don't. What if, it. dude? Victor has ties to Doctor Strange. Victor has ties to Mephisto. All right. Um, and then as a writer, you build them up. If this is the beginning of phase four, you build them up as a sympathetic character, somebody you, you can empathize, empathize with, relate to, appreciate, and watch him convert into the big bad of phase four. Well, if I will, I will say this, JD, Joel got this like ingratiated in my mind. 
I do want to see Doctor uh, Doctor Doom pop up anywhere but in a Fantastic Four movie. Like, okay, so, <laughs> this is the perfect fucking so place, to me, dude. To me, it's like Black Panther two or or maybe this. It just it should not be in a, in the first Fantastic Four movie. Let that be Mole Man. Give right. me Alfred Molina <laughs> is Mole Man. That's what I want. That's what wow. I need. I would freaking love that. Um, okay. But yeah, as much as I want to say that's a reach, JD, I can't because people are, are, are suspecting that it's Reed Richard. So it's like. Right. But if Reed, right. If they want Reed, right. But Reed is lost or he's maybe he's one of those astronauts, mm-hmm. something like that. This is the perfect place to introduce not Dr. Doom, but Victor. Victor. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if we hear the name Victor and that's it, like that's it. Just Victor. It's like, Ooh, okay. All right. I didn't expect that. To me, dude. If this is supposed to be that linchpin, right. That it ties into Dr. Strange, that it ties into Spider-Man and and kicks off. I mean, you can look at WandaVision and you could see it assisting four franchises, right. The Dr. Strange, the Spider-Man, the Fantastic Four, and possibly the X-Men. This is a great place to do that. Yeah. Well, I tell you what, it better be a home run. You give me you give me a base hit, and I'll be mm-hmm. very disappointed. So whoever has said is, that, or, you know, Elizabeth Olsen said, like, oh, this this cameo is going to rival Luke Skywalker and Mando. Like, you just set the bar pretty fucking high for yourself. You know what nope. I'm saying? Fuck. Nope. You know, don't give me Doctor Strange. We know we're going to get Doctor Strange again. I don't even want Beast. Or, like, some people are saying it's oh. Beast. Some people are saying it's Reed. Like, there's mad theories running around. And I'm hoping that this episode coming is going to be the payoff. I've heard through our guy, through through Mikey Sutton, that it was going to be Reed. And God's working. And then somebody else said, oh, but, you know, something else, Mikey said, it's going to be Beast. And I... See, but that's the thing. If it's Reed, if it's Reed, brother, if it's Reed... But excuse me, if it's not Reed, wouldn't Victor be the best slide in to be fucking? Uh, it would be shocking. Yeah, it'd yeah, be shocking. dude. It would definitely would be, be shocking. I don't ever look at Victor as a really as someone's friend, so it's really weird. <laughs> but right. Um, but to be fair, Joel, where Feige has been going with his villains lately are sympathetic characters that turn out to be, uh, you know, fundamentally different on how they go about executing uh their their plans that that's the and that the fundamental difference is what makes them the villain like thanos legit was like y'all are just really shitty here on earth like i think uh-huh. i should probably cut this in half you know but you don't murder people to get that across you know so it's like you know kind of get it kind of get I'll, it i'll throw on. one i'll Jake. throw one more into you I, I, as we're talking about this what if that conversion from sympathetic character to that villain is him trying to reestablish or, or convert what's left of Sokovia into Latveria. Well, that's, that's different. different. That's different. Wow. That's different. That's well, ooh, okay. I, I got a question for you, actually. Yeah. Uh, now, by now, we've you've probably seen, and hopefully, I'm not spoiling this for you. Uh, you've seen the packaging for Mini Mates. <laughs> I, I okay. I was told. I was told that was fake, but I okay. did. Okay. But have you also seen the previews for Marvel Contest of Champions? That that uh, iPhone game, you know, the iOS game that's still going, and they've just introduced or are about to introduce Mephisto. 
So, I mean, <laughs> you're like on I mean, the verge of being right here. So, like, hey, at this point, at this point, I don't even care who the shocker is that Elizabeth Olsen was talking about. If there's no Mephisto, I won't be doing that show anymore. <laughs> All right. I won't have any interest in, the, in, in, in breaking down anything that has to do with this three-part arc. If I don't get you, you give me nightmare and you see how angry I get. All right. It needs to be Mephisto. I I'm, need I'm with you. Mephisto. I'm with you. This needs to be big. This ain't some Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. D-list villain. Right, right, this right, 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 right. Run. I want an A-lister. Give me Mephisto and, or you know give what it me is, Pete? Because my dad asked me, why are you so obsessed with, with it being Mephisto? And I told him, I said, Dad, they're pulling from Mephisto stories to give us WandaVision. Right. They yeah, didn't right. create they didn't create an all new story that's just like, mm. oh, okay, like you know, there may be hinting at no, all this concept here, not all of it, but most of this concept here is Mephisto's story. So right. I'm like it, it all feels be? like it's being it's being pointed in that direction. Right. Have you seen the digital mock-up of uh Yeah Yes, yes Rap- the God of yes. War? Yes. Why, why that motherfucker look like Pennywise but red? I know, <laughs> I know. Supposed to look like Evan Peters, uh, <laughs> but that's that's by not something way, you throw together in one, two, three. By the way, nice, I, I love Kevin Feige in the marketing for Wandavision. That Funko Pop they just released of uh, Pietro, the Evan Peters Pietro. His yeah. name's in quotes, so it's 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 Is it? throw, yeah. <laughs> oh, I didn't see that names in quotes. So it, it says Pietro Maximoff, but it's in quotes. To kind of make it go, Pietro Maximum? Like, is it? Toys be ruining that shit all the time. They made spoilers. You know know what ruined something for me once? And that's when I was just like, I stopped working at Target. The Lego sets. Lego. So I got the box. I got the boxes in and I had to put them on the shelf. And I'm looking at it. I'm like, Captain Marvel? Thanos? I'm like, wait, what am I looking at right now? And then you see the movie and you're like, the Lego set spoiled it. Like, <laughs> like the yeah, internet didn't even do it. Backtrack a second here. You used to work at Target? Yeah. And you stopped, and you could have been, like, hooking me and Jay up with G.I. Yeah. Like this you don't got friends time. there right now? Yeah. No, sorry. One thing spoiled that for me. I- I'm <laughs> hanging up right now. Hey, flip. <laughs> but, um, all right. So, we're going to dig more into uh, WandaVision after this, this, uh, this upcoming episode. Hey, I just want everyone listening. It's very possible that this episode could be the Modern Family episode. So it won't necessarily focus in on Monica. That might be episode eight. I don't know this. I'm just assuming. Uh, um, so if, yeah. if it is that way, we might have to wait one more week to to get to that that big surprise. Um, so we only got after mm. this week, two more episodes. Yeah. So we're we're coming close to it. So it better be big, Elizabeth Olsen. Or I'm yep. getting my pitch for. Hope so. Um, but all right, guys. Uh, we will see you guys next week, same time, same place. Till then. Good show. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Mini Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.